0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW revoid void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's no secret the NYPD has an image problem.
2: Yeah, when I told my garbage man I was a cop, he said, gross. He had someone else's Band-Aid stuck to him.
3: This is insane,
4: you guys. Yo, this is sexy, (laughs) <laughs> Broadcasting live from the internet. It's Tuesday night, and this is the Panels on Pages.com podcast with your host Lee Rodriguez. At the end of
3: the day, babies are terrible people, and I'm not sorry for saying it.
5: Jason Nyes, motherfucker! Baby. I won best costume. Jose Guzman. Yeah, I know nothing about Firestorm except for his hat's always burning.
1: And Kelly Harris.
5: Boy, oh, love it appears
4: we got a penis in the mail. <laughs>
6: I glued my fucking eyes shut!
1: <laughs> I just want to see all yeah. these Yelp reviews of Jose's jazz. Oops <laughs> oh, sorry I knocked over the salt. Like you had anything better to do. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, what's going on, man? Fucking back in the saddle. Got the the chair nice and broken in. We got fridge stocked up. It's time to have us a show. Uh, Today is Tuesday, October 13, 2015. And this is episode number 312 of the PentlandonPages.com podcast. I'm your host, the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez. And joining me tonight, we've got Mr. Jason Nyes.
1: Going through footage from New York Comic Con. And Jose got a shot of a Firestorm cosplayer and lingered a little too
5: long on his hat. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> his hetero life mate jose guzman no matter what happens they'll never take away blood rave
4: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, mr kelly harris what's up i guess we're all gay mormons now <laughs> oh, it like, looks like i've heard that rumor oh shit man we got a lot to talk about
3: we got a lot of news uh it's been a couple weeks uh last week the boys were in uh, new york for new york comic con uh the week before that we just didn't do a show.
1: Yep. Deal with it. We weren't gonna have no Jose. We weren't gonna have no Kelly. I I texted Lee at some point and was like, "Hey, what do you think about canceling the show tonight?" And he's like, "That is the best idea you've ever had." Yeah, I was
3: really <laughs> fucking tired, you guys, because the the weekend before I was sick, um, because children are horrible, disgusting germ factories, and apparently the the kids at my baby's daycare. We're just like swapping around and bringing home this terrible stomach virus for like three days. Ooh, nice. So Nicole had it real bad on Thursday, and I had it bad on Friday, and this was the weekend before my brother's wedding. So we're gonna have like a like a bachelor party thing at uh, his buddy Jacob's house or whatever. So I'm about an hour and ten minutes away from home when it hits. Oh, like, I would find up until that point and then it was just you know there there's there are few things worse than trying to powerfully vomit quietly in a stranger's home <laughs> 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 like just, oh i've been there just, just <laughs> trying to keep it all together and like an i want and like i want to say that what happened to me that night did not quite constitute shitting my pants but it's a very fine line like i'm <laughs> like if not it's by the loosest definition of the term, it was fucking terrible. Way a good time though. It was. <laughs>
1: other than that, it was a pretty great time. But <laughs> I'm kind of bummed out that uh, none of us got to experience a Rodriguez brothers bachelor party because I'm I'm sure there was at least one titty and some fireworks. <laughs> you know, sadly, neither of either. Ah, boo.
3: But well, we had a uh, we had a damn time at the wedding though. The wedding was Saturday. Um, I performed the ceremony. Everybody looked great, um, and I've been to the reception because there was a, the, the ceremony was nice. We did like a like a a handfasting, so had to tie the knot and all that So literally tie the knot and all that. And then uh, Dawn fucking loves karaoke, so she said we're gonna have a little karaoke too. DJ had a somewhat limited selection, but not so limited that I couldn't bust out some Love Gun. And (laughs) midway through, Luke, who had had nothing to drink other than alcohol for at this point four
6: days,
3: (laughs) he'd been drinking for four days straight. Busts up, and we start fucking do wedding love gun impromptu, and that fucking roof blew off that place. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) We had a damn good time. It was fun. Everyone looked great. Dawn was beautiful. The girls all looked nice. They had these. It was like a throwback kind of you know 50s style like doo-wop kind of thing it was Rock, really, really rockabilly
1: nice.
3: yeah very rockabilly it was it was quite nice uh and then as a um as a thank you don and luke bought me the uh the covenant of primus which came out a couple of years ago and i had never had not purchased it because i wasn't sure about it but man it's fucking cool it's just uh it's a it's a book written it's written in universe it's meant to be like Alpha Trons history of the Cybertronians like for the humans or some such nonsense. But the book itself is a really nice book. Hardcover book. Um has uh, like brand new Casey Collar and Liv Ramondelli art. Like you know and it's it's a it's a hefty book. Like it's gonna be a like a heart like a dense read. But it comes in this um it's a big ass Autobot sigil that, like, slides apart in three places to, like, hold it, to, like, store it or whatever. So, like, it's just slide it apart and it makes the, the transforming sound, just the pieces slide around and shit like that. That's fucking cool. Cool. Like, a neat fucking book.
1: Just saw a video of to... they've got uh, the, the Jedi handbook, a Sith handbook, and then, like, a bounty hunter's handbook. Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Yeah, they're all in cool little cases that open up and, and have noise and lights and shit like that.
3: Yeah. Those are really fucking cool too.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, I want those for the hell of it. I mean, uh, I've been saying for years I'd read more books if they put more lights and sound effects in them. No, no. i just imagine the Twilight series
3: <laughs> like that little like strip of buttons down the side. Like, when you find <laughs> you come to the icon in the book, you push the button and it makes a sound. <laughs> <laughs> the cow goes
6: moo. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Awesome. Uh, and then uh, I got this um, set of bootleg Dragon Ball figures in the mail over the weekend. Ooh, uh, wow. is, I don't know. I, I got this thing pimped at me in my Facebook feed all the damn time. You may have seen it, the like the geek shopping app or whatever. What's it? Fuck it. I'll install it. What's it got? And the answer is all kinds of cheap shit from China is what it's got in there. <laughs> like wicked cheap shit. And I came across it, and some of it's like obviously quite legit, some of it obviously quite not legit. But I saw what appeared to be six SH Figuarts arts Dragon Ball Z figures for eighteen dollars. I'm like, you know what? I'll bite. I, I I gotta know, you know. And they showed up, and I'll be damned if they're not okay. They're they're not terrible. Yeah, uh, you know, very limited articulation, you know, questionable paint here and there, but. At, you know, fucking four bucks and change a piece. You really can't be not even that much. Like you really can't be mad at them. They're they're kind of cool. Who was it? Who'd you get? Uh, Goku, Gohan, and Vegeta all saying up Super Saiyan. Trunks, Piccolo, and Perfect Cell.
4: That's a pretty solid lineup.
3: For and the Perfect Cell rocks. is fucking awesome. Like, and and they're 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 definitely the figureized <laughs> figures. So they each come with a second face. And like all turned to hands and shit like that. Oh, nice. Uh, Goku comes with three left hands and a right. He's supposed to, he, he had two. He came yeah, out of the out of the little bag with a two left fists. So oh, okay, that's not great, you know. <laughs> and little things like that, like you know, um, you know, some of the you know, flashing on the mold isn't isn't awesome. And the paint is actually pretty good everywhere except Piccolo's turbaned head. Doesn't have the eyes painted, which is weird because like there's no <laughs> other glaringly terrible thing like that on any of the other figures. I mean they're really solid knockoff figures. they they're not you're not gonna fool anybody into thinking they're the real thing. But they're pretty good. You're gonna you know tighten some joints here there because they don't stand worth a shit some of them. But they're again you know not only were they eighteen bucks, they only cost me two dollars to ship them from China, and they were here in like nine days. Like it's pretty impressive. So, yeah, if you're in the market, you know, want some fucking neat little neat toys to check out and tinker with. There's nothing about them that I can't fix. You know, it's a little, little project type thing for me. It's, they're pretty cool. Except, and they look cool. When they're all done, they'll be nice display pieces for sure. Except nice. you can't
1: let Jax play with them because they're made out of lead. <laughs> right. <just laughs> sucking on Piccolo's head. <laughs> And he never graduated third grade.
3: <laughs>
1: oh! oh. <laughs> yeah. That's like,
4: at work we have these lead figures, and people every once in a while will ask us their, if they're safe, and I usually just go with, as long as you don't suck on them, you'll be fine.
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> he has uh,
3: the, it discovered through daycare Finding Nemo, which means two things. I've watched Finding Nemo a fucking lot <laughs> the past couple weeks just keep swimming and i made an observation today that when you know marlon goes to drop nemo off at school all the other parents also only have one surviving child so like what's his fucking problem like nobody else is going up there with 400 kids like you know they're all and they're all got their shit together but
1: marlon's like oh my god my one surviving baby please take care of him now see i'm thinking an easy explanation for that is the other families could only afford to send one kid to school 'Cause if you you know, yeah, like, like C- sea <laughs> life sea C- life, they give birth to like three hundred babies at a time. That's a lot of tuition, man. Especially for some fancy ass uh stingray school. Yeah, so like a one on one instruction like that? Yeah. yeah. They went on a field trip on their first day of school.
3: Might be on to something. <laughs>
1: but the other part of that
3: is that now, because Jackson never been a big T V watcher, like you know. Put some on and and he'll very passively whatever, which is fine. You you don't want to be a kid that's just like raised by the television. But we can put Nemo on at any given time now. He just sits the fuck down and chills out and watches that whole motherfucker if we want to. Yeah,
1: so quit your bitching, Lee. (laughs) It's great. It's fucking wonderful. Like, like this is the moment we've been waiting for. (laughs) Yeah, and really, like, you could do a lot worse than finding Nemo. It's very true. It's very true. There are worse things, and there are worse things that I'm sure we'll get
3: to them. Yeah. But, you know, right now it's Finding Nemo, and it's not half bad. It's all right. If, I tried to throw uh, in some, uh, some Big Hero 6 during the weekend just to try to see how
1: that would go. and He didn't hate it, but it was not Nemo.
6: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, if he was a couple years older or Zoe was four or five years younger, you'd be watching Frozen on a loop.
3: Yeah, somehow, we, but she's right in the pocket for that man because like all her little friends, you know, lose their fucking minds. They know all the words, and we've seen it a couple times. You know, we've got it; we bought it when it came out, but she didn't completely go go ham on it like kids do. But she's not like that. She doesn't watch things on repeat. She just finds really weird, crazy, obscure shit on Netflix. Nice. Oh, speaking of, and uh, the last thing we'll move on. You guys need to take twenty-two minutes out of your lives, collectively, all of you. And watch an episode of Splat a Lot, okay?
1: <laughs> what is this?
3: Splat a Lot is a Canadian game show.
1: Okay.
3: Is which it... I can only describe as American gladiators meets wipeouts
1: starring kids. Meets oh. that Japanese game show where they try and jerk <laughs> the dudes off. <laughs> it's one step away from that. No, no, it's the idea is that these kids are trying to
3: get past the castle defenders to go and, and like, you know, reclaim the crown through this series of obstacles. What that means in actuality is the kids are trying their best to navigate these obstacles above a pool of water, a giant pool of water, while these motherfuckers in these ridiculous costumes are shooting soapy water and slime and shit at them. So, like, they just fall the entire time. It's like a six-foot drop to the water. So, you know, (laughs) one of the obstacles, quote-unquote, is just a 30-degree ramp that's covered in soap. So these kids just get at the top, slide down uncontrollably, fall, bash their faces on the tower across this ravine and just fall into the water.
6: <laughs> like it's impossible to, to make
3: it through without falling repeatedly. The second event is always the same one so far that we've seen a couple episodes. And the meat of it, you know, there's like a couple of things in the front, but the meat of it is a staircase that goes up about 50 feet, you know, and they're humongous giant like cartoon stairs. And again, they're just throwing water at them, and so so they're just the, the kids get about halfway up, they pelt them with water, and they just slide down, bowling pinning the kids behind them until they fall into you guessed it, a vat of disgusting water. <laughs> At one point they get to the very top and there's what the the fucker in the costume. The kid's like right there. He's at the top. And this guy brings out like a giant foam double-headed battle axe and just shoves him ever so gingerly down. (laughs) And he he just goes tumbling down the stairs
1: and splats all of his friends. It's fucking insane. I could hear the last week in pop bleeps in my head just now. Yes. is this on netflix yes it's fucking ridiculous okay
4: i know what i'm watching it looks so like really just
3: so fucking unsafe like i can't believe it's a thing it's absolutely fucking bonkers
1: what you got Nye? what's happening well uh first off happy birthday jose that's right oh, happy, thank birthday, you. Jose. Thank you. happy birthday jose birthday jose god i was in my all. notes and everything
3: i fucked it up
1: first time in shit five years that uh, you know, we haven't been either in New York or on our way back from New York on his birthday. So yeah,
5: that's true. That's fucking cool. It's weird. So used to traveling, I'm yeah. like fuck. Now what? <laughs> what am I supposed to do now?
3: This this is this is what real life is like.
5: I don't know what to do with my hands.
3: <laughs> oh my. Uh,
1: and uh, uh, you know, I I was asking him if he had any plans for today. And then I was asking him, I I was about to mention something about plans for the weekend. And I was like, hmm, I'm not sure if he knows about that or not. So, Jose, keep your schedule open (laughs) for Saturday. (laughs) Yeah. Because his sister isn't very good at organizing things, especially when the first time she sends out information for a possible uh, hypothetical get together, she doesn't include who it's for, the date. Or the time. So, you know, I guess we were just all supposed to guess. That uh, sounds so overly what, complicated. Yeah, what does well, it say, then? Is it just,
4: like, there's going to be a thing at some point? Uh, let, Get ready. It's just a fucking save the date card
5: with no clarification? <laughs> well, it's, like, a legit surprise, because nobody knows.
1: <laughs> let me see if I can find it.
3: Maybe it's not that she's bad at planning things. Maybe she just doesn't
4: trust you, motherfuckers. Maybe. <laughs> You just open up an unmarked envelope and it's, there's just a note card inside that says party.
1: I mean, one time she did, uh, one time over text, she did think that I was Jose's girlfriend, so, I mean. Is it really
4: that far off, though? Let's be honest.
1: No, no, it's not. You know, to the <laughs> point where she's like, Haha, love you, girl. And I'm like, yeah, you too, girl. <laughs> 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 Oh, man. (laughs) Nah, I don't think I can find this thing. Because fuck it, why not? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I found it. No, that's the old one. Okay, it did say his name, and it uh, said... It just didn't say the date. Which... Which is, I think, one of the most important pieces of information. It's, I mean, it's definitely <laughs> out there. Because otherwise, we can just show up whenever. Yeah. Uh, so, we're back from New York, guys. Yeah. Hey, How about hey, that shit? It's good to be back. It was a hard week. Uh, I'm pretty beat today, but mostly it's just because I'm, I'm, I'm a little under the weather and I pulled an all-nighter editing last night. I'd say, of all the New York Comic Cons, even though this one was probably the the most arduous, I'm not as exhausted as I've been in the past, but I'm definitely the most physically banged up. Like I have the most bumps and bruises and scratches and blisters and, uh, you know, sore throats from puking up Hard Rock Cafe nachos. Oh, nice.
5: So on and so forth. Uh, I mean Oh shit What? A link is in the chat I'm in Vin Diesel's Selfie walking out on New York Comic Con Yes
1: <laughs> No shit
5: Yes That's kind of cool
1: I'm surprised neither of us were in the uh, The Whoopi Goldberg view segment Cause we had that bitch flanked and That's I, really cool And I say that bitch Not in like a misogynistic way
3: She's just unpleasant.
1: Remember when we had that whole episode uh, talking about Whoopi Goldberg's eyebrows? (laughs) It was a while, yeah. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, you know, we get in last Tuesday night and uh, shot a couple Super Week events. So one at uh, Discovery Times Square. They had one of those body exhibits where they take the skin off of Chinese people and and display them for everyone to enjoy, and what what the event was, they had a few artists, um, uh, Alex Maliv, um, Russ Braun, and Corey Smith sitting around uh, drawing these uh, naked, skinless people. That's fucking cool. Pretty, pretty, pretty weird. Pretty creepy. Then we headed over to Brooklyn. Uh, you know, a forty-minute train ride. To see Jim Norton and Gilbert Godfrey do a podcast. Uh, the, ne- the next night was a Doctor Who trivia and costume contest at a Doctor Who themed bar again in Brooklyn. That in is that terrible. terrible. Uh, it was actually, you know, Doctor and I like Doctor Who. Doctor Who stuff aside, it was actually a good crowd, uh, uh, packed, and uh, I'm sure we got some good video out of it. Uh, we got there a little early, so then we shot over to another event a couple miles away. It was uh, um, "You're the Expert" podcast, and, and Scott Adsit from uh, Thirty Rock, uh, Big Hero Six, Thrilling Adventure Hour. All that was over there, so we got some video of that. And then our uh, train ride home was uh, me and Jose and uh, uh, Reed Pop photographer, photo Dave and uh, Reed Pop uh, artist Ali uh, Chick. Uh, Katie, right, Jose? My brain's a little foggy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Katie and her friend, and we're taking this 40-minute train ride back from Brooklyn. And at one of the stops, this uh, obviously insane, tall uh, black man gets on the train wearing uh, paper hospital scrubs and uh, Patrick Ewing high tops. Uh, he gets on the train and he immediately starts talking to himself in the corner uh, as no one is wanted to yes, do as his paper uh, hospital scrubs are falling off of his ass and uh, everyone else is kind of uh, chuckling and you know taking pictures <laughs> and m- me I'm just kind of like don't do that you're only going to fucking provoke him <laughs> I don't want some fucking crazy um, hobo to come attack me in his paper scrubs. I've already had hobos <laughs> threaten me in New York before. Uh, Could it have been
4: the same guy?
1: No, it was clearly not the same guy. Clearly not. Okay. The, that guy's been dead for a long well, time. Well, the, the, the guy that said he was going to knock me the fuck out looked like the lead singer of Skindred. This guy looked like uh, like, uh, like Chris Rock's character from New Jack City 30 years later. <laughs> Well, that and, changed the fucking word picture and in my head i'm just praying that he'll get off on the next stop get, please get off please get off please get off and he finally did and i just oh <sighs> because you never know man it was it was midnight we're a bunch of white people he was uh, he obviously just checked out of some sort of mental ward
3: and, yeah at that point it's not yeah at some point it becomes no longer a hospital it's a ward yeah
1: yeah and yeah. you know the subway, there's no background check. If you have $2.75, you can get on and ride it for as long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> there is no discrimination. The vetting process remarkably <laughs> lacks.
5: He did have on sweet fucking Ewing's, though. So I, you got to give him credit yeah, on that.
1: Yeah, true, true. Like, I'm sure the Ewing's were his sole belonging, his, his sole property. Get it, soul. Ah, I got that. (laughs) I'm picking up what you're putting down. Wednesday. (coughs) Did we have a super week event on Wednesday? I feel like we did. Maybe that was the Doctor Who thing? Yeah, yeah, that was the Doctor Who thing. And then Thursday night... Uh, We were supposed to do a robot chicken thing in Brooklyn again. Brooklyn is far from New York, you guys. That is a long-ass train ride to be taken at night with expensive camera equipment. Uh, But, you know, Thursday was actually the first day of New York Comic Con. Coolest thing I've ever seen at New York Comic Con or any convention was this Jurassic World entrance that they had. Have, Have you guys seen any of this?
0: I have,
1: no. yeah. They mocked up one of the entrances to the New York Comic Con show floor to look like the the arch from Jurassic World, and then oh, cool. they had a dude in a Velociraptor costume. What? Yes, <laughs> yes. Cool. It was pretty cool. Coolest that's damn awesome. thing I have ever seen, and like he, I don't know how they did it, but he was able to. I say he. Why am I gendering this raptor? Uh, <laughs> They're all female, yeah, obviously. This this raptor, it was able Cliff to to uh sink sink its mouth movements along with a track of growls and snarls and stuff like that. I don't know if they were controlling oh, it cool. for the from the inside or they memorized it and were basically lip lip syncing it or what. That's but pretty fucking dope. <clears> the <throat> uh, First time I saw it,
5: I thought it was an animatronic. It's that good. Jesus. Spot on each each time. Never missed a growl. Like, uh, they
1: had a, a TV crew from Fox Business Channel there doing a little uh, pickup shot. You know, talking about New York Comic Con. And he's standing in front of the Raptor. And in one shot that Jose got, this Raptor is just fucking screaming at the guy in his ear <laughs> from behind him. He's like, ah!
5: <laughs> <laughs> fuck your news." I'm the news. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking chewing on his head. Yeah. Uh, they had
1: a whole setup there to look like the cafe '80s from Back to the Future Two. They had a DeLorean, they had a Doc and a Marty, and they were giving away. It was a it was a big Pepsi activation, and they were giving away something like fifteen hundred bottles of Pepsi Perfect from Back to the, I the Future that Two. Too, yeah. Uh, so there were a shitload of Marty McFly cosplayers. Um,
5: a lot more than we thought. Yeah, didn't think didn't think it would happen. We're like <laughs> fifteen hundred McFly. That's not happening You'd be lucky if you get fifteen. Nope. There was a fucking shitload. They wanted that Pepsi Perfect.
1: And and it's a it's a high dollar collectible now. Apparently, it's going for hundreds of bucks on eBay. The Pepsi not Perfect. Uh, Nerd's are dumb. A lot of cool stuff, man. And then, uh. Some of the highlights were, you know, hanging out with Tito, obviously. He helps us out a great deal, and it's always good to see him. And New York's his city, so whenever he's around, we kind of depend on him to know where things are. And uh, Friday morning, Mahoney got in. So, Or no, Thursday night, Mahoney got in, and so he was able to come with us Friday. And we were able to... And we were running two cameras all weekend. Like, I wasn't stuck in the room editing... Like we had a shot list that was insane and we had but Yeah, to sh- man, because goddamn, like it it
3: looked to be the biggest it's ever been. Yes. Like more people, more things, more programming, like it looked fucking it looked on par with the kind of coverage you see at San Diego.
1: Yeah. Not only like,
3: Really the- and truly, like not like that, you know, not like that tongue in cheek and you know, like for real.
1: Not only did they have the the normal amount of you know panels and whatever, or but past that, but you know the the show floor, artist alley, lobby, cosplay, all the all the extra booths and shit in the lobby, uh, you know stuff out front, booth wise, like Ash versus Evil Dead, the Librarian, stuff like that, all but that man, kind of shit, right? Yeah. But then they also had you know all the Super Week events going on, and then they were also holding New York Comic Con panels at the Hammerstein Ballroom. So it was oh, shit. spread pretty far, you know. I spent uh, a good portion of Friday afternoon me and Mahoney at the Hammerstein Ballroom uh, shooting a couple panels there, to the point where we brought the laptop with, and in between panels, they set us up on the eighth floor of the Manhattan Center with a little like conference room to do some editing in between panels. Uh, it's rad. One of the panels at the Hammerstein was for the Limitless TV show, which stars Jennifer Carpenter, who you may know as Deb from Dexter. Firstly... Oh, no shit. Yes. Firstly... Put it, bitch! I'd like to mention that I was trying to secure us a little office space to edit in between panels, and I missed the intro of that panel. Mahoney, who was sitting by all the equipment, grabbed the fucking camera and was like, I got this! <laughs> uh, you know, he he didn't know. It, it wasn't on autofocus, so he wasn't able to focus or anything. But he gave it a, a the old college try, and I got to give it up to him for that. Uh, and then I finally got down there with the camera to the front of the stage, you know, doing my job. You know, I wasn't in anybody's way. I wasn't being intrusive. I was just shooting the panel. I get down said, there, I do my job. I, was, I get down there, and I immediately noticed that Jennifer Carpenter, a.k.a. Deb from Dexter – is is not enjoying herself. She seems a little sullen. She keeps ha- having her head down. She's got kind of a resting bitch face going on. And then as I keep shooting more and more, I feel like she shot me a couple of glances and I don't I don't really that I don't really understand, but I think it might just be a coincidence. Uh, and then after the panel's over, I meet back up with Mahoney and Mahoney's like, Man, Deb fucking hated your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh the two two of my favorite things from uh New York Comic Con, besides the Jurassic World thing, panels that I got to see were Ash vs. Evil Dead. Uh Bruce Campbell's so this always is entertaining. It Looks like it should be magical. Br- Bruce Campbell is always entertaining in a panel, so there's that. And then actually seeing the, the pilot, I'm not a huge Evil Dead guy, but that thing was hilarious. And it, it looks great. So keep a lookout for Ash vs. Evil Dead, everybody. And then also got to sit through the pilot of Angie Tribeca, which is the new Rashida Jones uh, half-hour comedy cop show produced by Steve Carell and Nancy Carell and it's kind of like Naked Gun esque where there's a lot of it's very uh, Naked Gun or like National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon where there's a lot of sight gags and, and uh, physical comedy and stuff like that Really, uh, hmm. it, it, it gets a little broad at times but I think all the ingredients are there for something cool
5: <sighs> shit Jose, what what else you got, man? Know. Man, so <laughs> we've all seen Blade, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. So the opening scene of Blade was um, he's at the nightclub and the vampires are there and they're doing their, their fucking their live their from the shield, and they just fucking start dancing in blood and just going nuts, blood rave. Well, the good people at barbecue films, what they do is they kind of, like, reenact movies and shit. So they held a blood rave. Everybody came dressed as vampires. They had actors. It was hosted by Stephen Dorff's character, who fucking smoked a blue e-cig the whole time. (laughs) And that tickled me. (laughs) That just fucking tickled me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they had other DJs playing. And in between the sets, they would come out and reenact scenes from the movie, which was pretty cool. The headliner was Crystal Method, so the plan oh, cool. was: it's Crystal Method comes out, they play they play he like almost a full a full set, a forty five minute hour set, and then they took a break, play a scene from the movie towards the end, and then when the part where he finally goes to meet. Uh Steven Gannendorf. <laughs> uh, oh you fucking you blew it. <laughs> oh would I blow? So, oh, I'm sorry. Well you didn't really
1: blow it, but I thought we were gonna bring that up later.
5: Continue. I'm my fault. No, it's alright,
1: man. It's your birthday. You can you can blow it all you want.
5: I blow it I want to, y'all. It's my <laughs> beat day. So <laughs> They, they have this Blade fight, and Blade's beating the shit out of everybody, and then they finally get him. And I think in this, like, the vampires win, because it's, you know, kind of, fuck Blade, we're going to party. We're going to dine in the blood of of everybody. So they had, like, a, you know, like a, a photo pit, like at a concert. It's got the barricade, and then there's, like, little steps, For photographers to stand on and take pictures of the crowd and pictures of the band and shit. So, on all these steps are people wearing packs, like kind of like exterminators, how they spray, you know, the the shit. Oh, yeah. Just full of blood. And then, after they reenact this scene, all kinds of like vampires come on stage and they're dancing. And then, Chris Method starts. Playing the song from the movie, and then all of a sudden it was like, Let's dine on fucking blood! And they just, the beat hits hard, and they just start spraying the fucking crowd with blood, and everyone's going nuts. It was probably the most fun I've ever had shooting shit. That it was pretty
6: awesome.
5: It was pretty fucking cool. So, gotta shoot a goddamn blood rave, blood. gotta shoot Crystal Method on stage with them. That was pretty cool because I, I, I've been a big Crystal Method fan for a while, so that was cool to to sh- shoot him, to be right there and fucking I could have figgy, figgy, figgy with them if I wanted. <laughs> I was that close. I could have turned some knobs and and make the beat drop and wow. wow, 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 wow. Um, well, uh, let's
1: let's go back to Steven Ganondorf because the okay. the uh, champion. no you didn't ruin it you didn't ruin it but it is one of the best moments of the weekend that made us laugh for forever uh the championships of cosplay the eastern championships of cosplay oh. one of the best costumes there was a guy as ganondorf from legend of zelda is that correct oh. legend of zelda yeah yeah and yeah. A, amazing costume and just jose just <laughs> fucking riffed on it and he called him steven ganondorf <laughs> <laughs> there better be a steven ganondorf cosplay next year i said it should be like a ripped apparel shirt <laughs> that's ganondorf. what i was thinking i was gonna say we should talk to the ripped guys and have them make the shirt oh uh, it made me laugh so much another thing that made us laugh every time is that uh, in the lobby there was a photo booth where you could go and get your picture taken and it connected to your new york comic-con badge so then they would email it to you so we went in there saturday morning took a picture but then you That's could also cool actually. you could also make an animated GIF out of it. So we took a picture That's and pretty then pretty fucking rad. It was pretty rad and then we did an animated GIF, the four of us, me, Jose, Tito, and Mahoney. And every time I looked at it, I fucking laughed my ass off. That's
0: I will, really cool. I
1: will link it in the chat right now. I I was wondering where the nice gif came from. I tweeted before the show, Return of the the Popcast got me like, and then posted the gif. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're trying to figure out what to do for the animated gif. And I say, okay, how about we all do the robot? And everybody's like, meh, meh, meh. And then we just press play. And my robot is the least interesting thing of the entire GIF. <laughs> my favorite thing is Tito popping up out of nowhere and then scurrying off. <laughs> and then Jose is just subtle pivot and Mahoney just escapes. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> uh, like he's afraid he's going to steal the soul. Yep. Uh, so, but if you, if you look closely in that picture... Uh, it is a, the it, it is mere moments before our souls are crushed. <laughs> because apparently we drink too much water. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Eh, long story. Long story. Alright, okay. We were riding high off of that gif, man. And then we just got brought down. <laughs> pegged <to> earth. <sighs> Uh, then what Saturday night, Jose? You shot the uh, Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. Tito went with you for Which is that. Kind of
5: cool. I had no idea what what that was. They just I do like a like joke. a
1: Hollywood gossip show, kind of. Yeah, it was kind of cool. I've listened was, to little bits cool. and pieces of it here on YouTube. Oh, Tito's a big fan. Uh, one uh, something I forgot to mention the, about the Evil Dead panel is they gave out foam fingers. That looked like uh, chainsaws. Nice. So that's cool. Oh, that's cool. And then, man, Sunday. Sunday, I don't remember. You you remember back in the day when we used to think that Sunday was the easy day of a convention? Yes. But now Sunday is the, oh shit, we have got a lot of shit still on our list to shoot. And we've got to run around all day on the shortest day. Not to mention with, you know, our regular Sunday schedule and try and get everything. So, yeah, Sunday was another one of those days. But we did it, man. We fucking made it. And we only had to do two daily videos this year. One recapping Thursday and Friday, one recapping Saturday and Sunday. So we didn't have to stay at the Javits until 2 in the morning every night. So that was really nice. Yeah,
3: that's always pleasant.
5: Awesome. Well, fuck
3: it. It's all you guys had a rad time. I'm very happy for you.
5: We uh, broke Mahoney. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. In the elevator. We got in. It was late. There's two great Mahoney elevator stories, to be fair. And I guess I wasn't in the elevator enough, so the door wouldn't close. Jose had tweaked his knee earlier that day, so
1: he was having a little bit of trouble getting around and... Uh, that meant he didn't observe the uh, spatial requirements of an
5: elevator. Yeah, it, it was kind of scary. I, I thought that I would not be able to yeah. I got a, continue Saturday. I
1: got a text from Tito on uh, Friday that said, uh, Jose fucked up his knee. And in my mind, I go, okay, let's go home. It's <laughs> This is
5: done with. Let's pack it up. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. So I have a cup of ice in my hands, and then they're like, oh, you got to scoot in. I got to scoot in, and somehow, while leaning on the wall, I spill some, and it hits Tito, and then Tito flings his hands in the air, (laughs) hits the cup. The cup goes flying in the air. Ice (laughs) goes everywhere. The drink goes everywhere, and Mahoney is just fucking laughing his ass off. Like, I've never heard this man, or any man, laugh the way he was. It was pretty cool. Never, so worth it.
1: Never pictured Mahoney for, uh, for a fan of physical comedy like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Juan in the chat asks if Jose called an ambulance for his knee.
5: <laughs> nope. This man fucking
1: Juan, when do you go back to work?
5: <laughs> Fought through that shit.
1: Yeah. What's
3: got going on, Kelly? Uh, if like me, you weren't uh, fucking cool enough to go to New York. I know. Uh,
7: this past weekend hey, I went hey. to They said there was two funny elevator stories. Okay. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: The other funny elevator story was uh was it uh Friday morning or Saturday morning, it doesn't matter. As Mahoney likes to say, the details don't matter. Just tell the fucking story. <laughs> so we get on the elevator early in the morning to head over to the Javits. And uh, uh, these elevators are tiny on this, on this this in this hotel. And we go down a few floors, and then uh, this gentleman gets on the elevator with us. So he's standing at the front of the elevator, and we're all standing behind him. Finally, the elevator gets to the lobby and opens up. And the guy just fucking stands there. And Mahoney, not even waiting the customary, like, two seconds before, you know, saying something, he just goes right in the dude's ear and he just goes, get off! <laughs> 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 get off! <laughs> it was pretty great. <laughs> And then I think we went and made a gif, and then our souls were broken. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh! hold on, hold on, Mahoney, just a second, just a second. Here you go.
2: Come on! Get off!
3: (laughs)
1: Are you shitting me? (laughs) 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 I
3: wasn't even going to do it yet,
7: I just didn't want (laughs) to miss the other elevator story. It's true,
1: it's true. Good point, good point.
7: I was just biding my time, waiting. Laughing about Jose dumping ice all over Tito in the elevator. <laughs> yeah,
6: I was
7: the, the at beauty. The point you were going to fucking chime in. The part that you can't you can't truly appreciate is the elevator door closed on Ho- on Jose like three times before we were like Jose, come in the elevator. Get off, <laughs> and he was like completely out of it. Yeah. So he just kind of shuffles in like a like a zombie, and then was moving so slow and just all of a sudden this flurry of motion and there's <laughs> ice all over Tito and everything Jose's holding is being thrown and juggled through the air and like, it was pretty great yeah, it's
1: one of those where a bunch of stuff goes up into the air at once and you try and catch all of it and no one catches any of it
7: <laughs> yeah exactly <sighs> uh, but Good yeah thing. so uh, Tito got a new job and now he works nights on a corner somewhere and he has asked me, as the Sacco-Kerouac commissioner, to take over with the score updates. Uh, so I'm enjoying this because I feel like now I can punish everyone who loses every single week. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> so this will be great. <laughs> um, and he sent... I don't really know anybody's team names... And they get cut off. So if I say the end of your team name wrong, then shorten it because it's not my <laughs> fucking problem. <laughs> but in week five, uh, Tito Cruz's Brooklyn Dark Knights came up short against Mary. Get it? She won, and she's now five and zero. Five and zero. Damn. Five and zero. Uh, so Tito, I would like you to cut the toes off of every pair of socks you own. <laughs> 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 uh, Meanwhile, Kelly and Goat in a battle of uh, Trash Mountain teams. Uh, Kelly finally got a win, so now he's one and got 4 a win. Woo! Finally got a win. Guys,
4: nice. I told you guys I'd finally figure out how to take the safety off the gun.
7: He and did tell us. Dad. He did tell us that he would go zero four, and then finally uh, destroy Goat. Yep. It was also one and four. Uh, so Goat, you have to go and fix your fucking hose. um denim of the galaxy uh uh, narrowly beat out nice 89 to 85 so now denim is 4 and 1
6: yeah
7: so I don't even understand how fantasy football works (laughs) denim is 4 and 1 this is bizarre uh so nice um you need to um take a nap
1: oh thanks (laughs)
7: Sounds and nice. let's see. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Thatcher killed Demon Weasels kill. He got uh he beat Gino eighty eight to forty nine, which is sounds like a destruction.
1: Wow. Man, like, Jose, don't you wish you and I could have those wins back that Gino got over us?
4: I think I looked at Gino's team and I think his uh quarterback had a bye this
1: week. Oh, my God, Gino.
4: <laughs> Gino.
7: All right, Gino, uh, your punishment is you have to trade your quarterback
1: <laughs>
6: oh, for a man. kicker.
7: And um, he wasn't doing
1: that bad either. Like, he was getting some wins in there. He's got a better record than I do. Jesus. Well,
7: Kelly. Uh, Jose
1: and I were in New Matt,
7: York this week.
1: We set our lineups.
7: Yeah, it's about the time of year where Gino stops playing. Oh, <laughs> Next time Gino loses, his punishment is going to be that I get to run his team for the rest of the season. Not oh, um, yes. Matt, hot Shelbyville Sharks beat Jose, lost Trey Savages. Oh, Jose! Uh, and oh, I thought eighty-eight to forty-nine was bad, but Jose lost one hundred and thirteen to fifty. So that's that's rough, Jose. <laughs> Are you sure you set your lineup, Jose? Nice, says he said his, but I'm not sure you set yours.
5: Oh, I said it.
7: Ugh. They
5: just didn't do shit. But I'll yeah. tell you what, me and Kelly make one in four look good. Yeah, we do. There
7: you go. All right, so Wait, Jose's uh, punishment is uh, no more fucking water. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> save some for the rest of us. <laughs> Wait, Jose won one? No, yeah, Jose lost last, w-
5: last week.
1: Oh yeah, oh, he man. did win. He won something. You know what I just realized? Fucking last week, Vetter or no, no, no. no uh, shark added booby dixon to his team
4: i
7: okay. know, i wanted
1: i actually wanted booby dixon yeah and then we I... all did we all wanted <laughs> booby dixon because it's a key oh, and sketch come when to I life was,
7: when i was driving home from uh comic-con the radio was saying everybody should get booby dixon and i remember because his name is booby <laughs> <laughs> i was like what if, what who the fuck goes by booby yeah
1: yeah, we had this discussion where it's like, even if your friends give you the nickname Booby, you tell them no.
7: And yeah, when, <laughs> you get, when you get to the NFL, you're like, it's Robert. Yeah. <laughs> the name's Robert.
1: Why's your nickname uh, Booby?
7: I think last, finally, is uh, you have been Crislead beat yep. Vetter, who is 0 and 5. Oh, who, man. I'm wow. I'm getting the sense that Vetter's a bit of a sadist. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he wants to come in last um he's so i'm changed gonna his team uh, I'm name to something
1: about kerouac's beard or shaved yes, beard
7: it says uh kerouacs beard trim so I assume there's more there's three dots I don't know what the rest of it is but Kerouac's beard trim I
4: think it's Kerouac's beard trimmings maybe let me look
7: kerouac cuts his own hair but I'm not sure he trims his beard and oh, that's not idea. even a joke he cuts his own hair Um, So, Vedder lost And, uh, Vedder, your punishment is The next time you see Kerouac, you have to cut his hair (laughs) (laughs) The way he describes I don't want to be I know Kerouac will pitch a fit If you uh, shave it into a mohawk So, alright, that's what uh, That's what went down In uh, the Pop Fantasy Football League
5: Nice If I I lose another one, I'm fucking
4: I don't know has got to not be last. He's got to not be last. Yeah, yeah,
7: yeah. I don't want to punish Jose. Yeah,
5: that's fucked up. But man. like
4: Jose, remember, last year at this time, you have the same record as I have. I had the same record. I was in the finals last year. We can do it. Yeah,
5: you can we can do it, I'm, Jose. I'm only two behind my division winner. Yeah, you leader. can turn it around.
7: You can do it. Otherwise, get ready to mouth kiss something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't him. know why you're laughing, Lee. It might be you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Yeah, like, Jose, you, you're only one game behind me and Mel in our division. So it's, it's anybody's division at this point. Now, um, mm-hmm. oh, no, no, sorry. That's, that's Gino. You're two games behind. Sorry.
7: It can still happen, man. Just don't be better. Well, there's 0 and 5. And I think he's the only one who's 0 and 5. And Yeah, he's and, the only one who's 0 and 5. And Everybody God, else has at least one win.
1: By God, do we need to knock Denim off of his fucking pedestal?
7: <laughs> Let's see. Denim is actually tied for first in his division, so he doesn't even have sole possession of first. Who which means makes- he's... Denim is one loss and one tad win away from being in third place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who makes a single Facebook post and calls out the guy that he just beat in fantasy football? Juan. What kind of. <laughs> who does that? What kind of sore winner is that? What's the point of <laughs> playing if you can't gloat about winning? And that whole thing about sport? That the it, point? Wasn't even, it wasn't even in like the population group. It yeah. was on his public <laughs> Facebook feed. And it was within. Seconds of the game being over. Well, goddamn right. Like you gotta own that shit. Yeah. I mean,
4: it makes sense when I do it because I'm trying to be the top heel in the league.
7: <laughs> but Juan, I don't know. I don't know what you're Juan, doing. You're kind of in, in the chat, he says it's a congrats thing. Right. He's he congratulating of, of, you on your loss.
4: Of course. He's <laughs> shaking your hand and patting you on the head.
7: Uh. He like and. Don't you like? I know that when the football game ends, they all like go into the middle of the field and the two coaches like shake each other's hands. But you know, whichever one won is totally like, hey, yeah, great game, dick face. You know, like they're not shaking hands out of like, you know, respect or politeness. Yeah,
1: like uh, Juan, you have four wins. Uh, Can you point me to those other three uh, Facebook posts for those other three wins you got? Thanks. Uh, I will take my answer off air. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> at least i still post
4: when i lose and it's about some sort of sad face that i'm making
7: so note to everyone else in the league if you somehow manage to beat nize do not talk to him about it <laughs>
4: <laughs> Nice, i got a whole bunch of super kit gifts lined up so
7: oh yeah you should, use well, half. you should use the one when they kick that little tito guy dressed <laughs> in the monkey suit into the crowd <laughs>
1: I love it. <laughs> I've got one GIF And I only need one GIF For the rest of these days Forever
7: but Was Did we see Alice Eve at Comic Con Or was she in a TV show Um I don't She I, was the on was so no, creepy, no, no, no. It, I honestly was, don't remember what celebrities were In real life and what celebrities were On television we saw it on Alice
5: it was the, the night of love In the hotel the museum, Night at the Museum. Oh yes. yeah, 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 was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What was okay. she
1: uh, in? In the she the was in play that play. the Camelot
7: yeah. play. Yeah, yeah.
1: We saw a little bit uh, of Black Panther in that James Brown movie. It was pretty good.
7: Yeah, that was good. He was doing a voice, but I don't expect him to do that as Black Panther. <laughs> yes, <laughs> getting amazing man! if he did that voice as Black Panther. <laughs> Captain America, count it
6: off!
7: (laughs) (laughs) He's just holding the shield. He's like, what's this? No, it's a drum! (laughs) The hammer's a drum! The armor's a drum! It's all drums!
1: We realized after the fact that we completely missed our opportunity to do a jerk-off gif in the New York Comic Con photo booth. (laughs) But, you know, with our uh, staff shirts and the 10th anniversary logo watermark, we thought that might not be the best idea. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you really want to get fired, just pop those shirts off
4: and you'll be fine. That's what I'm
3: saying,
7: <laughs> just a bunch <laughs> of shirtless dudes jerking off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing more American.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Who gets fired for that? Nobody.
1: Oh, uh, so Juan Dark Horse comics <laughs> forgot damn sure. Juan in the chat just linked to uh, a September 28th post where he gloated in Vetter's face about winning too. So. Uh-huh. So well, it's, it's have- a pattern of dickishness Juan. <laughs> <laughs> hey uh so uh I'm going to put this out there right now pop fantasy football. Uh, I'm going to put a bounty on Juan's head. Uh uh let's let, let's 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 win Juan the Kerouac How about that everybody? Oh my. <laughs> wow.
7: That'll teach you for shaking his hand. <laughs> coming for you Juan in case you were wandering and I will play Juan until week 11 well you're that's going to be key Kelly
4: this is my impression of a
3: man informing his good friend Juan that his team has achieved a victory Juan Juan we won Juan Juan the score was one to one but then we won one Juan, Juan. <laughs> uh, that, that is wonderful.
1: Is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any uh, things that you any stories from New York Comic Con Mahoney that you wanted to mention? Um, uh, besides let's see. besides the fact that you got you were the only one of us that got to watch the entire episode of Je- Jessica Jones.
7: Oh my god! So you
1: got to see that.
4: Awesome. Okay, so
7: we're in we're in the Netflix panel. Uh, me and Jose and I think Tito was there because um, it was kind of frantic leading up to that but so we were the way they did the Netflix panel is Daredevil the Daredevil cast came Daredevil cast went on stage they showed the clip for Daredevil They Jeff Loeb asked each person on Daredevil a question then Daredevil left then Jessica Jones was going to come out and so we were supposed to get a drop from Jessica Jones during the panel while daredevil was out um and so we were like okay so daredevil goes out on stage jessica jones shows up tito uh, jose and i go over and we're like hey what's up we're doing this and they're like yeah no no not right now we'll do it after so we're like okay this was like the third time they've said no let's do it later so now we're supposed Which to might do it as after. well be a no every right. time yeah by the third time it's like okay this, is, this probably isn't going to happen.
1: Because you know what we or, don't have at New York Comic Con? Time to wait around for something.
7: <laughs> yeah, seriously. <clears throat> so, the Daredevil panel... Now, I don't, like... There's no sense of time at New York Comic Con other than, like, these are the next five places we need to go. So, the Daredevil panel seemed really fast. So, I'm like, okay. So, I'm standing in the audience. Jose's up in the front of the stage. And I can see Jose. And... um. Jeff Lowe brings out the whole Jessica Jones cast and he starts teasing that David Tennant's there and everybody starts freaking out cuz I just, guess just Kristen the Ritter
3: wetning of all the panties in the room. Yeah.
7: I guess Kristen Ritter had said that the entire cast was going to be there so all the nerds were like David Tennant's going to be there, he's going to be there, he's going to be there even though like we we were in the room next to the Marvel people all day. Like, we saw them all day. Foggy, like, cleared a path for me in the hallway at one point. Like, we saw them all day. Yeah, I walked and past <laughs> Luke Cage, who is just a tall chocolate drink of water. Oh, man, he's huge. <laughs> David Tennant was nowhere to be seen. So he was clearly not there. They had an empty chair, like, but he was clearly not there. So Jeff Loeb starts pretending that he's there, and everybody freaks the fuck out. And he's like, nah, I'm just kidding. He, he's not here, I'm, but he sent us this. And he plays this video of David Tennant. And David Tennant's like, you know, oh, sorry, I can't be there. I'm actually in England. But uh, enjoy this clip they're about to show you. And It comes back to Jeff Loeb, and he's like, I, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I don't have a clip." And the cast is like, bah, ha, ha ha Yeah, whatever. Like, show him the clip." And he's like, "I don't, I don't have a clip. Like, I don't know what he's talking about. I've got no clip to show them." And the crowd's screaming and chanting, "Show the clip!" And all this, stuff. and he's like, "Show the fucking clip!" He's like, "I don't have no Dukes." <laughs> And then he's, so he, he does it for, like, long enough where you're like, all right, Jeff Loeb, we know you're going to fucking show us a clip. Just show us a clip. And he's like, I don't have a clip. I brought the entire episode. What? It was fucking nuts, and uh, the lights dim, and he's like, nobody record this or they'll kill you. And uh, so Jessica Jones comes off the stage. I, don't, I can't see Jose anymore because now it's totally dark, but – they start playing the first episode of Jessica Jones, and I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> maybe He'll be fine. I'll hang out a little while. <laughs> now, you know. After she came off the stage, they bring Jessica Jones through the backstage area, and she comes out of the curtain directly next to me, and they usher her into a bunch of seats. So now I'm like, well, shit, we're not getting any drops right now, and we're supposed to wait until she's free. So I guess I'll get myself comfortable and I'll watch this episode of Jessica Jones. With Jessica Jones. With Jessica Jones. And there's a scene in there where some of you who've read the comics might be expecting it. Kind of awkward to watch right next to Kristen Ritter. (laughs)
6: So,
7: so. Um, So I watched the entire episode and I come out of the panel and not a single one of them watched it. So now... I'm the only person in the world that I know who's seen Jessica Jones and I have no one to talk about <laughs> <laughs> for like a month and a half.
3: Oh, what's that feel like? It's
7: a blessing it feels and a curse. bad. <laughs> there's a lot to be talked about.
6: Oh, I
3: it's you
7: bad. Like, not the show. Not that The show's not bad. Being the only one who's seen it is bad.
4: If there's people you don't like, just DM them spoilers.
7: Oh my god. I Nice was like, "How was it?" And I was like, "I'm not saying shit. I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you shit." I was like, "I want your experience to be pure, and to be completely uh, untouched by my opinion on the show." And then uh, one of the pop, one of the read pop people comes in, and just starts spouting off scenes that happened. I was like, "Shut the fuck <laughs> up! What are you doing?" <laughs> well, so. that is awesome. So I've seen Jessica Jones. If any of you want to know how it ends, just uh, shoot me a text. <laughs> <laughs> well, will you get the
4: same answer that I got when I asked you that question about cable?
7: Yes. <laughs> yes. It ends with testicular cancer, just like James <laughs> Robinson's career on cable. <laughs> <clears throat> Kelly sends me a text one day and he's like, Hey, I'm rereading the Landron cable issues. Do you know why James Robinson stopped working on them? And I look at my phone and I think... I didn't even know James Robinson was involved in that, and then I respond, "Yes, testicular cancer." <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Seems seems like like uh, seems likely. Anyways, um, if you lose in pop in uh, pop fantasy football next week, expect me to tell you huge spoilers for Jessica Jones episode nice. one. So. Extra motivation, all of you.
1: And Mahoney and I need to send a shout out to Ali from the uh, Manhattan Center who
7: yeah. is just Friend wonderful. us on Facebook, Allie. Wonderful. <laughs>
6: well, hot damn. Don't
7: really friend us on Facebook.
1: No, please. I got enough friends.
7: Yeah. <laughs> and- nice. At one point we met somebody and Nice was like, He seems like a good guy and I was like, Yeah. <laughs> 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 I like I don't, I don't, I'm not looking for people in my life to be friends with. I don't need any more friends. I don't need some of the friends I've got. That's a very healthy <laughs>
3: outlook, man. I agree.
7: Well, I mean, but it's like, different. it seems perfectly fine. It, it was I, I hope he enjoys himself.
1: Yeah, but it was more <laughs> of a. It, it's less of a personal relationship thing and more of a a, a a professional relationship thing. You know, I would like the professionals that I work with to also be you know decent people that i that i can stand being around is my
7: point yeah all i want out of the people that i interact with on a day-to-day basis is for them to get off the fucking elevator when the door
6: (laughs) (laughs) all i ask get
7: off (laughs) (laughs) That's dummy
1: say it every year couldn't do it without you guys wouldn't want to do it without you guys
7: mahoney and tito I'll tell you, I wouldn't go to a single one of those conventions without doing what you guys do. Oh
1: boy, Mahoney didn't get in, uh, he didn't join us at the convention until Friday, so I was pretty much left to my own devices all Thursday, and I did not like it.
7: No siree! (laughs) Uh, Like, it's probably kind of hard to understand exactly what Tito and I do, um, if you're not nice and Jose, but like, a lot of it, like, when you have those massive camera setups and you're trying to get act, like you're you're moving trying to get your shot like we are everywhere watching the crowd setting picks redirecting traffic like 15 feet away from you so that it's not in your shot and it's not coming toward like we are constantly on guard and having to go out and venture into that crowd alone without somebody watching all of the people around you is a nightmare.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
7: Case the closest any time I, I ever
1: got to being just, you uh, is
4: when you, me, and Jose were sprinting through uh, C2E2. Oh, I know. two years ago?
1: <laughs> for the, the Godzilla interview?
4: No, the Hulk Hogan interview.
1: Uh,
7: Hulk Hogan! <laughs> C2E2 is not as convenient to get around as New York. New York is, the show floor is a nightmare, like, for walking. The show floor is super cool with all the stuff on it. But it is so crowded and so packed. But
1: And people have jet- no idea where they're going and oh God, no, no one walking has any agenda. Idea I, and it got to the point this weekend where I was just yelling excuse me at people and the, and the <laughs> sea would part. It
7: worked. I, I normally on Sundays get to the point where I will touch and move people. But <laughs> it was Saturday and some kid was about to walk directly through Jose's shot. And I put my arm out across his chest. Put my right hand on his right shoulder, and just moved him back two feet. (laughs) We made eye contact, and I just stared him down. And he said, "Okay," and just left. (laughs) I just caught him while he was walking and said, "Nope, back it up, go around." He was right in the middle of an interview. Get the fuck out of here!
1: Goddamn! Kill
7: or be killed. I'll let uh, Kelly tell you what he did this week.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. We never got around to that.
4: <laughs> so, uh, on Sunday, I went to a friend's wedding. The first of my friends from high school to get married, so that was kind of weird. Oh, was it, it Justin? No. No, I don't think... Why not? <laughs> I don't know. He What's hasn't the matter found... with you, Justin? He hasn't found a lucky lady, I Are guess. you entirely unlikable, Justin? What the fuck? He can't <laughs> <find laughs> loved. any him?
7: ladies who hate comedy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the the guy that the uh, dog sits on, he was at the wedding.
7: It
6: wasn't his <laughs> wedding. <way. laughs>
7: was the dog there? <laughs> Did he not no, have... I wish. Oh. Was the dog his plus one? <laughs> no,
4: he wasn't given a plus one. Ooh. Out of our friends, I was the only one allowed to have a plus one.
6: <laughs> That's, That's rough. Fucked up.
4: It, they they were uh light on space in this place like there was not an empty seat in the entire uh hall they rented out for the reception but it was a uh, it was a good time i i've said in the past sometimes i don't i don't drink like i'm i'm not a drinker but occasionally i live the life of a drunk so i was the first person to wow. puke in the bushes at the wedding that's fucking that's 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 about right man <laughs> yeah i was sitting up we were up in the balcony in the reception hall and you know heat rises and it was fucking hot in there so we're eating dinner and all of a sudden there's just a point when i realize i'm just i don't feel good anymore and i'm really sweaty i'm gonna go outside so i just go outside my friend joey comes with me and we're talking and all of a sudden i'm like yep it's coming so i just turn and just spray vomit into the bushes
7: (laughs) there was a c2e2 where lisa and i the one that lisa came with me we were sitting in the lobby for like an hour or something and we were sitting on one of the heaters and like it slowly like baked us. <laughs> and we had a very similar experience where neither one of us puked but both of us were like, holy shit I think our insides are liquefied.
4: it's <laughs> gotta get that demon out, man. Just let it yeah, go. Yeah, I get the demon. Then, then I went upstairs and I ate a little bit more. And then at that point that's when they started to like clear away some tables so they could have a dance floor and we went downstairs and uh my friend nick who was the one that got married i just see him walk over to the bar and ask the bartender for the strongest thing you've got i saw him order that whatever that drink was at least four times oh no! i know there was more oh <laughs> and At one point, I saw him give his sister a little bit, and it looked like he gave her poison when she drank it. So I don't know what it was, but whatever it was, it was strong, because that man was—I've never seen someone with so much energy and been able to dance with literally everyone in the entire uh, wedding. Like that's—we we we had a grinding train with me and him and like two other dudes, and it was pretty great. Sounds
1: sexy. he said it feels sexy.
4: right. And that's when I asked him, like, why are you marrying Morgan? You should be marrying us. Let's go be gay Mormons. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and he
4: seemed into it. <laughs> but then came what I, what I think is the most graphic removing of the garter belt that has ever taken place. Oh, So, you oh, know, they, they sit her in the chair in the middle of the dance floor. And then go on. Nick just Kind of slides himself up her dress, and there's lots of gyrations going. And when he comes out from under her dress, the garter belt is in his teeth.
7: <laughs> That's
4: pretty standard.
7: Yeah. yeah, Now, is he supposed to take it off? I thought like, I thought it was whoever caught the. Um...
5: No, whoever um, catches it puts it on the person who catches the. Oh, bouquet, yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. You That's take it, it off. Yeah. And you throw it. Yeah. She so throws the bouquet. And then the two get together and then you put it on the, the, the chick who caught the bouquet.
7: Because yeah, I so he, he put- <laughs> there was a wedding in my younger days where uh, whoever caught the garter <clears throat> went to put it on the groom's sister who had caught the uh, bouquet. And she was like 15 at the time, but oh, looked like oh, no. she was like 22 oh and so the groom started losing his shit <laughs> because <laughs> the guy who caught the garter did not know that she was 15 and thought she was in her 20s and the groom started freaking out and screaming and i was like well this is awkward for everyone and i'm kind of wondering why anyone even does this
3: yep yeah my uncle's wedding he went under and came out with a mouse trap on his head
7: oh my
1: god <laughs> <laughs> a fucking cartoon bear trap
4: <laughs> yeah so he throws the garter belt and all of us just kind of nope on out of the way and just kind of <laughs> walk walk away and it just sits there until eventually <laughs> so, i think it was finally ryan the uh dog sitter finally picks it up <laughs> and well then put it on the dog and then this dog gets <laughs> married <laughs> I don't know who caught the bouquet. I wasn't in there for that section. I was I was outside again because it was so hot in there, and then I was dragged inside for that, for the uh catching. And then at the end it turned into everyone was really drunk except for Jordan and I because we actually left instead of getting a room at a hotel. And so uh Nick runs full speed at our friend Joey. So he can catch him, and they can eagle together, which means he just spins them around. And so they're spinning, and then they just fucking fall on the ground. And I just (laughs) hear Nick's dad in the background going, No!
6: (laughs) 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 No.
7: (laughs) I tried to find which one of Kelly's friends got married, but none of his Nicks have changed their relationship status to married except for nick brammer did you go to nick brammer's wedding
6: <laughs> I did not
7: okay
4: i think you'll be able to figure it out
7: but i hope know we all going to be
4: very very well i mean
7: there's only five of them yeah so i'm just going to congratulate them all yeah okay
4: <laughs> i like it i like it but yeah that uh, that was my sunday it was a wedding on a Sunday because it was cheaper.
7: Fair enough. They should have looked like at that. Friday.
3: That ain't right. All right let's see, um, before we move on, we do have a little bit of mail right quick.
0: Look at all this fan mail.
3: I got a got voicemail from a little while back. Uh, this is from our buddy Nero.
6: <clears throat> Hi, Lord Reverend Lee. This is Matt from Eastern Pennsylvania. First time caller, long time listener. Hey, just, uh, I noticed that the Pope was coming to
4: Philadelphia, and I thought Lord Reverend might be, uh, coming up to, you know, have a big
1: religious, religious summit of some sort. So, if you, uh, are gonna be in the area, give me a call, and we'll go get, uh, a drink or two, you know, as would be religious. God damn it, Google Voice. Hi, Lord Reverend. I didn't even do anything, okay. I just so, stopped. You know, what a dick. As would be religiously appropriate. Mm. Okay. Love you, man. Bye. And it was almost over too. Google Voice, God, what a piece of shit free service.
3: <laughs> you prick.
1: I literally pressed play and then took my hands off of the wheel and said, <laughs> just, "Just go, just go ahead." Yeah, I was unfortunately not able to make it.
3: Very sad. No, our schedule didn't quite line up. Yeah. That's how long it's been since we've done one of these shows. The Pope is come and gone by now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. and that we, felt like a while ago, too. We yeah, bought milk well, that has since expired since the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you bought milk the la- like before the last time you heard our voices and it's still in
3: your fridge, throw that shit away.
1: That's that, that chunky sour milk. Yeah, you don't want that no more. It's not good. Whew, all right, that was a long one. Let's uh, take us a break.
3: We'll come back. We'll talk about the news. We'll talk about comic books. And both those could take a minute. So, <laughs>
4: power every through. fucking comic in the world came out last week. God so damn it, Maybe I'll trim the news a little bit then. Nah,
3: will be alright. Right. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. I'm Good more top, angry about it than anything. Two pack of stories. Yeah. <laughs> but alright, yeah, enjoy this. Um, we'll be back in a minute. Love you, bye. Click that banner at the top of the page or on the sidebar at PCN.PanelsOnPages.com. Or you can just update your bookmark, check it on your phone every single morning. That's what I do. Uh, ripped. that's R-I-P-T.PanelsOnPages.com. t shirt start at just 10 bucks, and they'll kick us a little something every time. Help us keep the lights on. Help us keep the podcast going. Help us keep the side, side up and get you a pretty cool T-shirt, man. Cool swag, cool shirts, good people, good deals from your favorite podcast. So check it out, ripped.panelsonpages.com, 24-hour limited-edition T-shirts that are pretty damn awesome. Check it out. And uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast.
6: I just
4: thought of one more wedding thing. My My lovely girlfriend, Jordan, puts up with a lot of nonsense from me, but I don't think I've ever upset her with a phrase as much as when I said... Referring to how hot it was in the uh, in, in the <laughs> wedding reception, when I said hey, it's nothing but ball soup down there.
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, paints a <the> word picture.
1: <laughs> it does. So you weren't actually drunk at all. You just felt drunk because no. of the heat.
4: Yeah. No, I don't drink. I don't drink. Like I was just. All of a sudden, just heat exhaustion, and I'm like I need to go outside. And then, like I threw up in my mouth twice, and managed to keep it down. And then it was the third cool. time when I was like, "Fuck it, it wants to come out." Yeah,
3: I, I don't know either. And I, I, it happens a few, you know, every once in a while. And it happened again this weekend oh. because uh, lots of people from out of town. So you know, you're driving around people you don't really know just to get everybody to and from the place and whatever. And this uh, girl, your name was Jill. One of Don's friends from Canada, and you want to talk about some drinking motherfuckers. Get a couple of Canadians together at a <laughs> wedding reception. It's Intense, but you know it's it's, it's a conversation I've heard before, or, or I guess a compliment I've gotten before. Like, you know, I just want to say that, like, you know, it's it's really cool, you know, and, and like you know, I, I give you all the props rule for like not drinking. And it's really nice. And I'm just like, and every time it happens, I just want to think, you can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not that big a deal.
1: <laughs> well, I, like, it's it's less of a. I have no willpower, and more of a. That's really cool that you'll be the designated driver all the time for anyone. So yeah, thanks, forever. buddy. That's great. We really appreciate it.
3: <laughs> yeah, very weird, very strange. But yeah, so let's uh do the news.
0: We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live! I, My fucking right, sounder we'll game is on live.
1: point tonight. I know, man. <laughs>
0: Five, four, three.
1: This is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for October 13th, 2015. Happy birthday, Jose! <clears throat> fucking thing sucks. Okay, so no headlines this week uh, because <clears throat> I'm tired. Uh,. I got a little bit of the sniffles, and there's a shitload of stories. So let's just run through them, and we'll talk about them at varying lengths. Uh, uh, report is that uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who are behind the Preacher series at AMC, are shopping around The Boys for TV, which is yes, another please. Garth Ennis book. So uh, if they can make Preacher happen, then they can make Boys happen. I, I yeah. The the parallels and, are fucking numerous.
3: shit. Loud ads, CBR, you pricks. Oh! God damn it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I and feel like now the boys would work even better than it would have a few years ago because, you know, the, 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 the superhero is such a big part of, you know, the American pop culture zeitgeist that this would really play,
1: I think. Well, I mean, the boys... And Powers are kind of similar, and power yeah. Powers really hasn't caught on.
3: Because Powers is
1: boring as fuck. But, <laughs> you know, I love the boys. I watched the season finale of the day fucking finally. I was like, yeah, all right, great. <laughs> the end. Uh, I read something. It wasn't part of this story, but uh, Seth Rogen talking about Preacher, and he's like, uh, yeah, we're putting some shit In the Preacher TV show that Garth Ennis wouldn't even try and put on TV. (laughs) Alright, bro. Fucking swing for the fences, Seth Rogen. Good for you, man. You giggly Jew. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, rumor is that Hulk will next appear in the Marvel Cinematic Universe... In Thor Ragnarok, and could possibly lead into a Planet Hulk like adventure. Uh, and I think this kind of makes sense because, you know, Thor kind of went off and did his own thing. Uh, Hulk went MIA, kind of letting them uh, coexist together in the same movie while everybody else is off doing Civil War. That might be cool. Uh, on the same token, Tom Hiddleston says that he hasn't talked to anyone from Marvel for two years. which That's kind of crazy. How is that possible? Because didn't he shoot stuff for Age of Ultron?
4: He did.
3: Yes, he, he, he did. I think he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing by stirring the
4: shit a little bit, saying he hasn't talked to somebody in two years at Marvel. So this is his version of saying he was locked in a bathroom with lots of glass. <laughs> I really
3: think so. I really do because, I mean, they'd have to be ridiculous, like, just, just dumber than shit not to bring him back as Loki, you know, as soon as possible. Like, like like he's not going to be in that Thor movie. Hey, Tom,
4: Tom, you just got to tell him that you're locked in the shitter <laughs> with, a, with a zebra <laughs> head on or something.
1: Jose, <laughs> have you heard uh, Kelly's impersonation of what the hell's his name? Michael Shannon. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Shannon. No. That, that's his Michael Shannon impersonation. You can tell
3: because it sounds just like Michael Shannon. And,
1: well, it's just like an octave below Kelly's Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> just tell him. Just tell him you're in the shitter. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> tell, tell, I couldn't get out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, we were talking about New York Comic Con earlier, and uh, we were just talking about Hulk being in Thor Ragnarok. And as celebrities are wont to do, uh, Mark Ruffalo and Jared Leto both attended New York Comic Con in disguise. Uh, because, man,. Uh, w- it wouldn't have been cool at all for either of them to been on some sort of, you know, like Newark Comic Con panel, so thanks, guys. Uh Mark Ruffalo went with his son and he was in like a uh one of those rubber old man hobo masks and I think I have that mask. <laughs> and Jared Leto was in a a, a uh, is that a Gibbon or a Mandrake? Something like maybe a Mandrill, perhaps. A mandrill. I remember I had a battle beast like that. Yeah, I like how the <laughs> eyes come through the nostrils. That's kind of maybe cool. it's just a baboon, uh, or yeah, some sort of some sort of ape or monkey. And the he kind actually, of ape you look at it, you think that has got a red ass. Yeah, and he actually took a picture with a Suicide Squad Joker cosplayer. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that because why not? But like, first of all, it'd be cool to have them on panels. Second of all. It would be cool if they would tell us, so maybe we could get some video of them while they're there. We won't tell anybody, we promise. We're good at keeping secrets. We haven't told you guys all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jose? High five. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, Burning Through uh, announced at New York Comic Con at the Warner Brothers panel, which featured... Supergirl, Gotham, person of interest, blind spot. Uh, Pee Wee Herman, aka Paul Rubens, is going to play Oswald Cobblepot's father on Gotham. And that is kind of cool because he played Oswald po- Cobblepot's father in Batman Returns. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All about uh, that. Robin Lord Taylor on the panel said Pee Wee Herman is playing my dad. What the hell? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Good for that guy. That uh, makes me happy. Uh, rumor uh, they talked about this at the last Witch Hunter panel at New York Comic Con. Vin Diesel talking about the possibility of him playing Black Bolt in Inhumans because yeah, I would be
3: really okay with honestly. Yeah, it it
1: makes it, it's cool because, you know, for Groot he's the voice, for Black, Black Bolt he has no voice, so you're you're essentially getting one whole performance out of Vin Diesel. Yeah, I think that's kind of <laughs> yeah. cool.
7: Um, because
3: like, he's not even... He wasn't even on set like, in those ridiculous stilts as Groot. Like, He said he was. like, He wasn't there at all. But at that also
1: that. leads us into uh, next uh, bunch of rumors. First this of all, shit. we've got uh, the announcement that they're going to do an Ant-Man and Wasp movie. Yay. Um, uh, July 6, 2018. It's going to push Black Panther forward to February 16th, 2018, push Captain Marvel back to March 8th, 2019, and then they have three more unnamed movies scheduled for May 1st, 2020, July 10th, 2020, and November 6th, 2020. Uh, Along with that announcement comes the announcement that Inhumans uh, might be getting canceled as well as the Iron Fist TV show, Netflix show, might be getting canceled. Because those were both Ike Perlmutter uh, vanity projects. Because Inhumans was his spiteful answer to Fox not giving the X-Men rights back. So now that Kevin Feige is free of Ike Perlmutter, he's like, well, we don't need this fucking Inhumans movie anymore. This is all speculation, of course. It's grounded upon basically nothing. <laughs> is the uh, thing. Besides, There's not uh, a
3: single fucking source for this. Besides Rich Johnston. Right. Yeah. That's it. And the Iron Fist thing makes even less sense because the Carrie Moss's character in Iron Fist is basically like the female version of Jaren Hogarth. Yeah. Yeah. She is Hogarth. Danny's lawyer. You know, Jaren Hogarth. Now. So that's one, they're they're building that up, you know, and there's all the the Iron Fist stuff in Daredevil, like they're doing Iron Fist. And two, Feige has nothing to do with Marvel TV. He never has. Marvel TV is still under the Perlmutter Disney umbrella. True. That's a good point. So he's just talking out his ass like that makes no sense.
4: Never forget. Reliable source says uh, Rich Johnson can fit four wieners in his
6: mouth.
4: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <This is> ridiculous. <laughs> Never forget.
3: Just making shit up. And I like at the uh, the end of the outhousers bit talking about. Oh, I like those the the outhousers people. They they seem like a like good guys. But it said uh, one thing is clear. Nothing is clear. We'll keep you updated on this story. As long as Bleeding Cool keeps publishing rumors we can copy and steal some other clicks from. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, I, I'm not sure if we've mentioned this on the podcast before because we've been gone for three weeks now. But they're going to bring Madam Mask onto Agent Carter. Uh, That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, played by uh, Wynne Everett from Newsroom. Yeah. Uh, I watched that show and I don't know who that
4: is.
3: Yeah, in the same way. I think she's one of those background producers that you never really knew her name. Okay. But you think about that Agent Carter show. It wasn't great.
4: No, it was okay. I never yeah, did it was finish okay. it.
3: It was like, but like, it was even more okay than Shield. In that that second
1: season, like it's it was just okay. It wasn't bad. But it was just kind of okay. Man, I thought I was gonna have the chance to creep on Haley Atwell again this weekend,
3: <laughs> but nope. Haley Atwell, who appears to be, by all accounts, a fucking delight. Yeah. Yes, I-, I want everything she does to do very well because she's like a delightful human. But it wasn't very good. But maybe, uh, maybe the move to the west coast is what it needs.
1: Hope a little it does change of well. scenery. Yeah, quite literally. New uh, sets. So we talked a few weeks back about DC was going to be doing a half-hour comedy about an insurance company set in the DC universe. And uh, the consensus consensus was basically, oh, that sounds like Marvel's damage control. Well, ABC orders Marvel Television's damage control. (laughs) (laughs) So there's going to be a damage control TV series. Which a, I'm
3: fucking all about. A that. half hour yeah, comedy. That
1: awesome.
3: Yeah. That, there's nothing about that that would make me happy. Like, that uh, sounds awesome. Developed
1: by The Daily Show's Ben Carlin.
3: And Rob called this shit two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very solid, solid idea for TV. Yes, please. All of that.
1: And then finally, finally, uh, Le- the last two weeks we were doing the show, we were uh, pr- pretty regularly talking about sexual harassment in the comics industry. Uh, and, and I believe
3: it was Jason and I who just said, fucking
1: name some names. Some fucking <laughs> names. And some names have been named. Uh, most notably, Dark Horse editor Scott Alley named in the latest. And we comics called it Scott ar- Snyder on the top of that <laughs> list. <laughs> uh, uh, over at Graphic Policy, Janelle Aslin. Uh, published a report claiming that uh, former Dark Horse editor-in-chief and current senior executive editor Scott Alley uh, was the perpetrator of sexual harassment against comic book writer Joe Harris. Uh, And apparently, Alley uh, grabbed Joe Harris by his dick at San Diego Comic-Con this year and started drunkenly whispering in his ear. And this guy, uh, Scott Alley, has a history of not only drunkenly blackout groping people, but biting. And licking faces he's a fucking biter. You know what I gotta say to this is I've seen this guy at conventions for, you know, the past five, six years we've been doing this. And um Boy oh boy. Always thought he looked kind of like a sexual offender. (laughs) 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 Nothing like some fucking story
3: broke Especially the part where you're talking about, like, you know, a guy grabbing his dick and, like, I, I really feel like I heard this story before. Like, it sounded really, really familiar. And, you know, it's possible that, you know, then it was unnamed editor and now yeah. it's Scott Alley. But it, just, it sounded very, very familiar. And not like, oh, you know, this is bullshit, but just like, I fucking feel like this. it's so strange. That I really think I've heard it before, but maybe now they're they're doing the name and names, which is awesome. You know, as well they fucking
1: should. Do you think his hair is naturally like that, or he it looks Fucking ridiculous.
4: I don't know. Like I stared at the Retailers Summit. I stared at his hair, trying to figure out what makes it happen.
3: Kind of like when they took all those VHS tapes and made that wig for Undertaker back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I feel like when Undertaker came back to fight. Somebody at WrestleMania, they, they put this really ridiculous wig on. It looks like it was made out of VHS cassette tape. <laughs> oh, it was <laughs> So he
1: wore the wig for like a week or two before they did the whole and they, angle where he they shaved. They did a his vignette head. of him shaving his yeah. head,
3: quote unquote.
1: And it came out with his actual bald ass head. Do you undertake it? But I anyway. Don't, I don't want to make any assumptions, but we may know people who have recently worked at Dark Horse Comics that have recently left dark horse comics and right. uh, you might speculate that maybe something like this w- is the cause yeah because yeah and
3: we might know some people and then we might also not know some more people that also left dark horse comics it like, was kind <laughs> of exodus up there and like you hear shit about you know this article doesn't mention it but they talk about how you know there were you know like internal things and even like you know promos for like when they they'd write copy for you know, panels and shit like that, like, oh, watch out, he's a biter, ha-ha, huh. it's our editor, Sky Alley, whatever the fuck, and it's yes. like, that's not okay.
4: No. Like, they called him Blady the Clown.
3: Yes! Like, you know, that means they must have known it was happening enough to make an inside <laughs> fucking joke about it.
4: Yeah. that's that's That, to me, is, like, the most damning part of it. You I think, think the one thing that's kind of being glossed over in all this is, yes, he was sexually harassing people, but it's clear that he has a problem. Oh, Like yeah. an alcohol problem that needs to be fixed.
3: Yeah, because like he needs to know, get help. 95% of the story is about, oh, yeah, he was blackout drunk. Yeah. And that's a fucking there's terrible thing to say in that order. Yes. It's not great. And you know, and you're right. Like, and that part of it does sort of, you know, take some sting out of the "fuck this guy" department because he clearly does have a
4: problem. Because they even said it at, at one point in the article, I think they even talk where he quit drinking for a while and was okay, and then he relapsed within the past like couple years.
1: I do find it funny that we're talking about people need to start naming names, and then finally a name gets named. And it's because the the guy assaulted another dude,
3: right?
4: Yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting Joe Harris to be the guy to name a name. Yeah,
3: and, and then maybe you know, one is the right thing to do. It's good for that guy. But I mean, maybe oh, yeah. maybe he felt like you know he wasn't going to face the same level of you know stigmatization and shit like that that a woman might. Right, and probably not. Right, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah pro- probably that, that's, that's a very good point. And
3: he probably won't. No. You know, realistically, he probably won't. But Dark Horse's response to the whole thing was really kind of shitty and half assed and, you know, talks about it's copied and paste a whole bunch of like HR policies and put them online or whatever. It's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But you call him Bide the clown.
1: Well, and like, that, like part of the Dark Horse press release said something to the effect of, you know, we're gonna make sure that. Stuff like this doesn't make the press anymore. <laughs> like, we're yeah, going to do yeah, a better job at sweeping it under the rug. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> that was definitely the vibe. Uh, who was the... What was her name? Um, the The... Creator, the female creator that... Uh, oh, Alex DeCampi. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept wanting to... Uh, I kept going to n- another name. I saw her in Artist Alley at New York Comic Con as I was walking up and down the aisles. And I kind of wanted to walk up to her and be like, good on ya. But I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them dudes. Bunch of dudes.
4: I got a camera here. You want to name some names? <laughs> yeah!
1: <laughs> yeah! <laughs> fucking start a revolution <laughs> hey but you know progress as of right now as of press time I have not seen any reports about harassment at New York Comic Con no which
3: again and this is not an indictment upon the convention or anything but you get enough people together, and so shit's bound to happen. And the fact we have heard anything, heard anything about it yet is wonderful.
4: Did you guys hear about the uh, Magic the Gathering card binder thing that happened at New York Comic Con? No. No. So a dude lost his uh, binder full of Magic the Gathering cards.
3: Which could be a very big deal.
4: Uh, the binder's value was $60,000. Some kid found it and returned it to him.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) That is a feel good story. Yeah, it is. Holy
1: shit. $60,000. Yeah.
3: For cardboard. Because nerds are fucking dumb. (laughs) And I put myself in that blanket as well. (laughs) Crazy town. All right. Well, that's the news, man. Good on you, Joe (laughs) Harris.
1: Oh well, since since we're done with the news. <laughs> Fucking wow! Infotain me. Yay!
3: Six thousand dollars! Jesus Christ!
5: That shit is bonkers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait okay. until that Pepsi Perfect goes to six thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> there is no way in hell I would actively keep. A a bottled soda that I know I could get two hundred dollars for. Oh no! No.
7: In no
1: fucking way. Um, I could I could see some reasons why. Look, I love Back to the Future, but I also love
3: two hundred dollars.
1: Okay, well, well, say, yeah, yeah, are right
3: because all I'm gonna do is turn that around and buy other shit with it.
1: Yeah, say say someone really wanted one, and they got it. And say also they weren't supposed to get it, and the person that got them for it for them wasn't supposed to get it. And you know, any sort of uh, internet uh, paper trail of that, you know, might might be condemning. So you know, th- I see. there's a good reason to keep it. <laughs> Speaking purely <of brilliant> in hypothetical, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I understand. I completely understand. So comics
0: <laughs> 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 the oh comic ink comes off on your hands every time you turn the page, you have to wash your hands.
3: So the first batch of the all new all different Marvel
4: books came out despite Secret Wars being two or three issues back
1: behind. Oh my mm-hmm. God, two or three
4: So right now, uh, Secret Wars Nine is slated to release on december 23rd There's no way. No, we'll see no. if that happens, but I'm no. thinking. It's about-
3: going to be well into the new year before Secret Wars ends. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, to a degree, the ending of it is moot anyway, because you know it's going to end, you know they're going to change shit, and then the time jump really negates the ending completely. Yep. Like, because, you know, the time jump, they can do whatever the hell they want to, regardless of how Secret Wars ends. It really doesn't matter, because they're setting the stage so... New and different that it, it it's completely irrelevant, which I guess is the way to do it, you know. Like as far as that goes, they they did all right, but you know they had they had some really good books come out this week, which we'll talk about. But then they also released not one, not two, but technically three preview books.
4: They did, all at five ninety nine cover price.
3: Yes, they did the the all new, all different point one. Which is framed around fucking the maestro. Which the last time I saw him, because I read the fucking book, he was trapped in front of the destroyer in a fantasy land where he was the ruler of battle world. Although he's in Secret Wars number six, that not doing that. So good job editorial, and fuck <laughs> me for reading that maestro book apparently. But it shows like some some carnage pages. And what the fuck else? Uh, I think the Rocket Raccoon stuff is in there, and then yeah.
4: Daredevil was in there.
3: Daredevil was in there, and doesn't and that, that wasn't great? Uh, I thought it was okay. Made me thinking humans and like so, just a really unrelated, like hodgepodge of fucking things, you know, all framed around this contest of champions thing that they want you to buy. That's like I believe based on this fucking. Like mobile game they have.
4: Yeah, I read that Contest of Champions book. It was weird, but it wasn't weird enough for me to want to keep reading it. I know. Like it, the there's two stories. The first was about a British version of the Punisher, and the second one was about some like French superhero called the Guillotine. Yeah, no way. Yeah, it was weird. But yeah, again, not enough that I'm yeah. like, oh, this was fun weird. I don't want to keep reading this. So I'm, I'm out after the first issue.
3: Yeah, there is a really delicate balance of weird you have to strike.
4: Yeah. <laughs> because you also don't want to be
3: too weird either. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Avengers number zero has a pretty rad frame uh, of the Squadron Supreme. Uh, and it's, you know, it's the Max version of Nighthawk. The Hyperion that's been running around with the Avengers for a little while. I think it's classic Zarda, maybe? And I think it's Max Speed Guy, Blur, I think. And I'm not sure where this Dr.
4: Spectrum is from. Do you know? No. I think that one might be new. I would actually I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it's from the uh, Battle World version.
3: Could be, yeah. Or no, 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 I think that's the that's the classic version, I think. Oh. Or, I mean, I think maybe she was in was she on that team that the Avengers killed because they were genocidal maniacs?
4: That could be.
3: That might be where. But at any rate, it, it you know, they set up, you know, all the Avengers books, basically. You know, the idea is that the Squadron Supreme are talking about, you know, hey, we might need to be ready to fight the Avengers. Oh, hey, these are the teams. Hooray. And, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag. Like, I I like the uh the The look on the the new
4: Avengers book probably looks the most interesting of all those. I'm ex- I'm kind of excited for the Ultimates book.
3: Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. I think strikes that bound. That team is just weird enough. Yeah, that I really want to see what they do. Yeah, I think and especially
4: right. that they're going to go fight Galactus. It seems. Yeah. Or he's going to be on the team. I'm still not sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that that that's an interesting one. But I, I
4: kind of want to see how that one goes. And it's got Kenneth Rockefeller art. So. Yeah,
3: and it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, all the stuff in the Miss America looked amazing. Uh, and then the other one, and they fucking snuck in on you, Yeah, was Amazing Spider-Man. Like, and I remember, you know, seeing all the stuff. Like, oh, Amazing Spider-Man is going to be a huge issue, you know. Oversized. Great. Cool, cool. But, like, you know, it's basically a standard... Spider-Man issue worth of Spider-Man story, and the rest of it is just fucking previews. Now, that said, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man number one is really fucking cool. Like, I'm all about the, you know, globe, you know, the, the, the globe-trotting, you know, Spider-Man, you know, the the Peter Parker industries in China. I'm all about all that shit. That's that's pretty fucking rad. I like all that. I thought it looked really great. I like that he's got, you know, Hobie Brown and Spider-Man, like, you know, keeping up appearances for him back in the back in california whatever all that shit is great i got no problem with any of that at all that's wonderful it's a lot of fun still don't know why his sh- chest glows green though i don't care yeah, that's that. weird it reminds me of that time when batman had that fucking tap light on his chest yeah <laughs> you hide in the shadows quit putting lights on you that was was that flashpoint batman no, it was when that brief period where after Bruce Wayne came back, so both Dick and Bruce were Batmans.
4: Yeah, it's Batman Inc. Right.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. And so the Bruce Wayne Batman had the tap light on his chest, which is a really dumb thing for Spider for Batman to have. Uh, I don't understand. Like, at all.
4: Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny because these are actually, the Batman Inc. story and then the current uh, Spider-Man story are actually very similar.
3: <laughs> you know, it kind of is <laughs> now that you mention it because it's not like he's going to give uh fucking what's his nuts um uh Spider-Man 2099, give him a fucking gig. Yeah. And uh Miles Morales I think is going to be involved in some capacity with the uh, Parker Industries in New York, so you're you're not wrong. But uh, I I loved the um the Spider-Woman bit. I like that a lot. I'm really hyped for this Web Warriors book.
4: <laughs> I like the direction that seems they're taking Silk in where she's now working for the Black Cat. Yeah. Because I I like that Silk book a lot. Yeah,
3: I mean, really, all these Spider-Man books I've really enjoyed for months now, and mm-hmm. they this is the, like one of the few little bits here, like the last page of the last page reveal, like shows that guy Regent. Yeah, I believe they created for that Renew Your Vows book, right?
4: I think so, unless he popped up in like some weird Web of Spider-Man story in one issue at some point. Yeah, that like, I've not just never read. not a familiar thing. Yeah, yeah. so. They,
3: they brought him over from Battle World, which is kind of cool, you know, and it's all really good. It's just, you know, that's kind of a bullshit move to, you know, make it another fucking preview thing. But hey, people are going to buy it. Maybe they wouldn't have known about Silk otherwise. I don't know. Whatever. I, it's fine. Um, I didn't read Doctor Strange yet. That was really good. I, I, I'm, I'm on the fence about wanting to read it because, as much as I really don't feel like the ending of Secret Wars is relevant, because I really don't. No, it's not. I feel like part of me at least wants to see how he comes back. Maybe that's dumb on my part.
4: I don't think you're going to. Really? I'm betting you... I'm I'm thinking you don't see him back. I think it just back. doesn't happen. Yeah, I think he's just... Here's a new universe, and he's back there now. You know, you're probably not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'd read Doctor Strange. It's really good.
3: Yeah, I'd probably just read Doctor Strange.
4: Yeah, Chris Pacello's art looks awesome. Jason Aaron scripted it really well. There's a really cool, like, two or three page story at the end with um, fantastic Kevin Nolan art. That wasn't even, like, advertised at all. So that was
3: pretty nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm have to just do it because, you know, because you're probably right. They, they might not yeah. ever fucking mention it. <laughs> even odds. It's a very good point. No guarantee either way. Um,.
4: Lee, but. we talked on uh, Twitter. I DM'd you about the ending of Invincible Iron Man because I couldn't wait to hear your reaction to it, dude. I love because it. I, I'm, I'm just, I, we got two copies at work. All stores got two copies a week ahead of time, so I was able to read it a week ahead. I and as soon as I read, it, I was like, Ah, this is, this is gonna make me laugh. I want to hear what Lee has to say about this when it happens. <laughs>
3: Yeah, okay, so for weeks now, it's all been like, okay, no matter what else happens, it's not going to spoil the end of Secret Wars, you guys. Nothing we do is going to spoil the end of Secret Wars, which, again, way to just make the end of Secret Wars sound irrelevant, okay? Mm
6: -hmm.
3: (laughs) But at the end of Invincible Iron Man, number one, spoilers, (laughs) Iron Man, Tony Stark, comes face-to-face with a perfectly europeanly dashing unfucked faced victor von doom in the rubble of castle
4: doom he does have a little scar on his face it's I like either you're right yeah look at that right, he does yeah yeah it's like right under or right above his eye i can't remember which
3: yeah so he even
4: so he's still not perfect which i do enjoy that yeah but yeah so it, there goes my theory that uh, secret wars is, is hickman's big Dr. Doom, the end story.
3: Which I'm really glad about, because I fucking love Dr. Doom. But the Iron Man issue itself is really, really good. I
4: liked it a lot. It and looks... I went in not thinking, not expecting much. Like, I remember a couple months back, I made that list of the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It ranked in at, like, back 40s or so. <laughs> like, I was not thrilled for this one at all. But And yeah. I... I really enjoyed it. It looks fucking great.
3: Yeah, uh, that the guy, stuff. David
4: Marquez is. Jesus amazing. Christ. Yeah. I'd never seen his work prior to this.
3: Yeah. It's it's some next level shit, man. The paisley outs are really cool. And you mentioned it in the review you wrote about how, like, you know, the characters act. You know, the the, the faces really, really go to work in here. Yeah. And, like, I love the bit where she, he's uh, got the biologist up there on the roof and. Talking about how, like, you know, oh, you know, if you really wanted to impress me, you'd, you'd do something. She was like how Thor show up. He was like, really? And fucking here comes Thor. And Tony's giving her the fucking neck cut symbol, like, fuck away. <laughs> and she flies away, like, in the third panel. Really fucking fun. All the while in the foreground, like, you know, the chick, her face is she's acting her ass off. It's really, really good. And then I mentioned that on Twitter, but the new armor basically turns Tony into a Power Ranger. Mm-hmm. And, like, a really fucking fun way. Like, he has, like, the fucking wrist activated Morpher thing, and the new armor gives him access to all the powers of all his previous armor. So he's like a fucking Mega Force Power Ranger in the coolest way. And I like the new armor look. I'm, I really want to see how, more about how it works and what it does. I think it's fucking cool. I like it a lot. You, you're right. You, you mentioned, yeah, you he know, it says it's a great face for the new Marvel.
4: Like, I think yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, this, this is. The book they were pushing and they are right to do it. It's really good. Yeah,
3: it's really fucking cool.
4: I liked it a lot. Um, it might be my favorite Bendis comic in quite a while. I think they, uh, the, the,
3: the Guardians launch I thought was really, really strong too. That was a while ago now that you mentioned it. Yeah, that's a while like, ago. I,
4: I kind of like X-Men stuff, but I'm not a huge fan of it.
3: Yeah, but yeah, you know, that kind of goes for me. I'm not a huge X-Men fan anyway. and He did that thing that X-Men writers try to do where they just introduce a whole lot of new characters and I just can't be bothered to give a fuck about a lot of them. I just can't. <laughs>
1: it's like Game of Thrones, but with mutants. Right. Yeah. You know nothing, gold balls. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then uh, Old Man Logan happened and so did Secret Wars 6. And Old Man Logan just kind of like, like the end of Secret Wars happens in the middle of it. Yeah, you you see the end of Secret Wars in that book. <laughs> like he's meeting he like I, I guess what is it ultimate end where the bulk of like the six one six heroes are.
4: I think he's in like the issue ends with him in what is now the current Marvel universe.
3: Right, but before that, it's you know it's clearly like you know cosmic powered angel and like you know the X Men that we've been reading for a while like. In the Ultimate Universe, I think. So, is that what Ultimate End is? Is it them like?
4: Yeah, I think that's what that is because I think that might be like the New York section. Of right. Battle, yeah. Like? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So in so in
3: Old Man Logan, there's you know this double page spread where they're talking about. Like, hey, oh, go! Hey, maybe they, this is the universe, you know, letting you do your thing, Logan. Maybe you're gonna go and do. You're gonna you're gonna be the one's gonna lead us against doom or whatever. Bear in mind that Wolverine has not been in. Secret Wars proper for a panel and then like the, sh- the two-page spread that goes white and he wakes up in the new Marvel universe <laughs> so alright great cool so maybe we can look forward to uh, this giant bunch of superheroes led by old ass Wolverine which I do love by the way uh, fighting Doctor Doom in maybe six months <laughs> fucking weird and then Secret Wars 6 came out. Couldn't tell you what happened. But I know what didn't happen. And it's anything on the cover. Because. What, uh, the interior page of Secret Wars. Have never related to what's on the cover of them. Those fucking amazing covers. Completely relevant in every
4: way. The funny thing is. You were better off reading. Siege issue 4. Than Secret Wars issue 6. Oh. Because that has the whole. Like. Thanos and Ben Grimm conversation, and it's really well done, and it like it leads up to the Ben Grimm finally fu- fucking off as the wall and going to go what? fight. i that
3: shit too
1: months ago. Yeah, that, Rob comes... What?
4: Rob stradamus Rob Yeah, what they didn't explain these. in uh, Secret Wars is that Thanos made some kind of treaty between the Ultron robots, the Marvel zombies and the annihilation wave that all stand behind the wall. So they're going to come and fuck up battle world now as like a way to fight doom. And so he starts talking to Ben Grimm. He's like, Hey, uh, you know, you know who you really are. Let me tell you all this stuff. (laughs) So now you get really mad and just leave. So the wall is gone and these guys can just come through and fuck up battle world. That shit
3: seems really important to the story, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like and and the problem with so many of those fucking tie-ins is that they're either not important at all, like really not important at all. Like you know, I'm not trying to be like that fucking guy that whines about comics, but like that future imperfect had shit to do with anything. Mhm. You know, A Force, for as much as I'm enjoying it, it seems to have fuck all to do with anything. You yeah. Know? But that you know, I didn't read that Siege book because Siege was the end of a Dark Reign thing that I really didn't feel the need to revisit. But apparently, it's really important to the story.
4: Yeah, it was, a- and it's actually been one of the better tie-ins. It's been pretty solid. Yeah, see, that's bullshit. <laughs> like that's really not okay. Yeah, there's a pretty great moment when right before things gonna leave, Thanos just asks him, "What time is it?" No okay. shit. See, that's yep. cool. And then as things walking away. They like in Abigail Brand, she was like running the wall and it's like the captions are her war journal. And she says, you know what? When he gets up as a giant, we couldn't really hear what he said because that wasn't made for our ears. And then they had some kind of translator tell her that he said it's clobbering time. That's fucking cool yeah it was that's awesome why the shit was that not in the book that's yeah crazy. it was such a cool moment i don't know why it wasn't in the main secret wars book.
3: that's insane wow that is really disappointing that's <laughs> i wish i could have experienced that but no because i didn't read all this fucking
4: nonsense that's where like it really pays to work in a comic shop right I- Read a whole bunch of shit that I don't want to pay for.
3: Yeah, yeah, I read a whole bunch of shit, okay, but I don't you can't read all of it. And I made no. some poor choices in the Secret Wars shit. I, I will admit <laughs> that freely. I made some poor choices. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um fucking all of the Star Wars books came out and I will not talk about them because that pisses me off. Like, all of them at one time?
4: That's yeah, bullshit. All of them. Oh, I on your recommendation, I picked up the first trade of Darth Vader. It's cool. I liked it a lot. And then next time I went to work, I picked up the first trade of Star Wars. Yeah. So I guess I like Star Wars stuff now. Yeah, they're pretty good, man. They're really they're, good. They're, they're, they're good stuff. It kind of goes with what you said. If the movies were like this, I would be way more into Star Wars. Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> they're fantastic. Uh, let's talk a minute. About Jughead number 1, you guys. Jughead one, number 1 was awesome.
3: What the fuck is happening to me? I, I am actively excited more about these fucking Archie books than I am half of this all-new Marvel shit, because <laughs> boy, how did this Jughead book is a lot of fun. Like, when the new principal at Riverdale High institutes, like, and he gets rid of real food in the cafeteria and puts, like, this, you know... Basically, like, you know, nutrient rich gruel in the cafeteria. The following several pages are Jughead having some sort of crazy fever dream wherein he and Archie are in Game of Thrones and a bunch of guys die trying to get dragon burgers, but all Jughead has to do is ask him for it and he gives him one. (laughs) Like, it's (laughs) fucking insane. It is so much fun and so wonderful.
4: I need. I do like that he's a burger savant when he goes to, like, the cooking class.
3: Yes. The guy was like, I've never, the homework teacher was like, I've never seen anything like this in all my years of teaching. Because <laughs> he just like made all these burgers like effortlessly. <laughs> and you were at Comic Con, Chip Dodarsky wearing a Jug Hat hat. <laughs> because why not? Yeah. That's wonderful. Um, as was Paper Girls number one. Yes, that was really good. Really, really cool. Jose, you like it? I uh, got Cliff Chang on
4: art, the guy that did all the uh, Azarello Wonder,
5: Wonder woman? woman stuff.
7: Nice.
4: Yeah. It's much more in the saga vein than it is the We Stand on Guard vein. Yeah. Which is have fine. Have you read We Stand on Guard? I have. It's cool. And I didn't like that book at all. I kind of
3: like it, but maybe it might also be a little too much, like, you know, based on a true story that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> that might be part of the problem. Uh, but Paper Girl is a set, what, like, what, the late 80s? Is that it? I think it's, like, 88 or something. Yeah. And... It's about these, uh, this girl who has a paper route and she's going out on November 1st, which she marks on the calendar as like hell day because she knows there's still going to be like high schoolers out, you know, egging houses and shit like that after Halloween night. And she meets up with a couple other girls in the neighborhood area that run paper routes and like, you know, they're going to band together and shit like that because they have to and they find what appears to be like some sort of alien device to transport them to another world and it's fucking Bonkers and crazy, but looks awesome. That's another. That's another guy that does really great. You know, acting in his faces, like it looks wonderful. Yes, and like it's it's just crazy enough. This yeah, this this strikes that balance. This is just weird enough to make me really want to come back.
4: Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't expecting it to be this kind of weird either. Yeah, yeah, not at all.
3: I didn't really know what to expect, but I got it because it was Vaughn and Chang. You know, I mean, like I'll check it out. Yeah, it's perfectly weird enough to come back for more. Perfectly weird enough. Uh, And the last one I'll talk about is Ninja Turtles number 50, you guys. Holy shit, Ninja Turtles number 50. It's a fucking giant, huge size issue. So many... It just keeps on going. And the whole fucking thing is just a fight. It starts off with a pit fight with the Turtles against, you know, all of... The foot mutants and Bebop and Rocksteady and Koba and the the Shark Guy, they're all fighting. And then it goes to the turtles fighting Shredder and the Splinter fighting Shredder. And it's Santaluco draws all of it. You know, get the fuck out of here. thought we're really, gonna with your six months late. I because this guy draws the shit out of this book. And that guy is never late. And he draws the fuck out of every issue of this book he draws. It's amazing. And this is my Jessica Jones moment, because I don't think any of you guys have read this far ahead, and I really want
4: to talk to you about it. <laughs> and I, hate,
6: and I, I, can't.
4: <laughs> I I know what happens, and I can tell
1: just how much it
4: pains you not to be able to talk about it.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. But I know Nize and Jose aren't caught up. On, oh, the, on, a, similar, on a similar tip, Jose got spoiled at New York Comic Con for the Ninja Turtles TV show.
3: Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. Yeah, that we just got caught up on that intense. a couple weeks ago. It was fucking good. Yeah, if you thought, if you thought the season finale for the uh, season two of Turtles was bleak, season three, they destroy the Earth. <laughs> 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 it's fucking nuts. But man, yeah, you, you need to get your shit together and get caught up on Turtles because I have no one I can talk to about this, and it's fucking killing me because it is awesome. So damn good, and sets the stage for the next. You know, God, I don't Tell me how long story is. You know, hey, it's fucking issue fifty, man. Like most comics don't make it to fifty, and this is a
1: turtle comic. I, I, I fucking how great. How great is that? Really, really good. Funny uh, uh, moment. Speaking about the turtle comic. Uh, Corey Smith was one of the artists at that Body Worlds exhibit at Discovery Times Square and I know he worked on the Turtle Comics sometimes. He was a fill-in artist for Santa mm, yeah. a few times. And I thought he was the same Corey Smith that Champ is friends with. So we get to the event at Body Worlds and we're about to get on the elevator. I'm like, oh man uh, Mike Spence. You're, 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 you're buddies with uh, Mike Champion, right? And he's like, who? And I said, Nope. Nope, not the same guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was like, "Yeah, you do the turtles right." About your business. Have a nice day. You do the turtles right? Okay, cool. Bye. (laughs) Who'd have thunk there could be more than one Corey Smith in the world? In comics, no less. Yeah. Yeah, that book is fucking awesome.
4: Anything else, Kelly? We're talking about. Uh, while we're on IDW licensed comics, uh, Transformers versus GI Joe came out this past week. And all I'll talk about is the last page. I didn't even get on that. It was a Destro spotlight issue. And the final page is Destro and Cobra Commander standing on top of a pyramid made of money, shaking hands, <laughs> while there is a bunch of women that look like the Baroness, like, writhing around on the money.
3: I want that airbrushed on the side of a van. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome.
4: <laughs> I, I love that book so much. Also, the first incarnation of Destro, because there's like a, he's like a family line of Destros. I right, don't know. Right, right. I don't know much about GI Joe, so I don't know if that's a normally in canon thing. I think
3: that, I, I think he did it in the movie, maybe. Okay, but the
4: first one got their mask from chopping the face off of a transformer. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, that that
4: book. You need to get on that book, Lee. I think you'd like that book. I really do. I think I'm gonna add it to the list. me pick up a trade or something. Yeah, I don't know shit my... about GI Joe, but yeah, I don't know shit about GI Joe either. So I just kind of accept everything. In it. Right. The one thing I like about the single issues is they do like commentary in the back, like the back two pages are commentary. So they kind of cool. go back into stuff and like, oh, this is a reference to. This issue from the Larry Hama comics. Like, oh, That's, oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. So that way I found out that the, Ac- the October Guard aren't all Halloween themed villains mainly in G.I. Joe. Just in this version. <laughs> <laughs> because why not? Yeah.
3: <laughs> that's
5: fucking cool. Yeah, Do you want me to have talk
1: about before we wrap this shit up? Jose read a comic, I know that.
5: what you got, uh, Jose? I read a comic. Uh, the first volume of the new Moon Knight. What do you think? It doesn't feel as overall of an arcing one story as the Bendis Maleev ones did. I I like them. It's interesting. But like the one that was that was sleep where he realized the, the the thing was the guy was buried under the floorboards Yeah, and the, yeah, right. Oh, was that the crazy mushroom issue? Yeah. Like, that was cool, but it just, it, like, just ended. Yeah. Well, I, well that, I mean, that. the Those seem weird to me. It, is, it, it doesn't seem like they, they're they a cohesive story, but they all kind of. I think they're all meant the to be
3: this kind of like, you know, a night in the life of Moon Knight.
5: Yes, that's what
3: I
4: think yeah. Ellis was going for in that.
3: Like, you know, this is, you know, they're not big giant, you know, this guy's not saving the earth. This is what he did. On Tuesday yeah you know and next time we'll see what happened on Thursday you know like and I get I see what you're saying though because they are very very loosely connected
5: yeah yeah, yeah. no not, I'm not saying that they're bad they're good stories it's just I wasn't uh, expecting that after reading the other one, you know what yeah, I mean? I do wish yeah. that he had
3: picked up more on those threads of the the split personality, like, you know, the different personas in his head. I wish he would have done more of that because mm-hmm. that was really interesting and to just completely jettisoned that idea. I thought was kind of a missed opportunity.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I was very split on that book because, like, story-wise, I liked half of the issues. Art-wise, they were all great. Yeah.
5: Interesting. I can't say better than
3: uh... yeah they never left me on the edge of my seat for the next one like the Bendis Malib stuff did
5: yeah. yeah
3: because yeah that hook at the end of the first one where like they're standing around that Ultron body yeah. and when you realize that none of them are there that's like that's the kind of money shot you don't get very often in comics
4: oh man I just remembered that book was one of the lead up books to Age of Ultron technically yeah, but it came out four years before Age of Ultron did. So yeah. fine. But still, like that—that that was going to be like, oh, cool. This will will get some resolution. No. Nope. But uh, Moon Knight was in that story for like seven pages. Yeah, I was bummed out in the Ellis run that we didn't ha- that the Echo wasn't in there at all.
3: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, she was in his head.
4: Yeah. cuz I like that character a lot and I was kind of upset that they killed her. But when you thought she was going to get,
3: you know, life after death that way, you know, great, but not so much. Yeah.
5: So I liked it. It not as much as I liked the other one. But the art was cool. It, it the, the, the 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 new suit was interesting. You know, like kind of he he's on the He's like, no, I'm not Moon Knight. Look at look at my suit. Yeah, how can I be, <laughs> how can Moon Knight I be wear Moon Knight? a suit, dumbass. Yeah. If I I'm wasn't from Jamaican, D- then why would I be
1: wearing this hat?
4: <laughs> 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 yeah, that suit first showed up in uh, Warren Ellis's Secret Avengers run, which that that's really solid if you haven't read it. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I do enjoy like it. that's actually I think my favorite Warren Ellis Marvel comic. I liked his uh, Thunderbolts. His post-Secret War, uh, Civil War Thunderbolts were really good. Then I had to go back and try it again because, like, when it was first coming out, I didn't care much for it and I, I stopped halfway through it. Oh, man. I loved all that shit with the uh, Norman Osborn and Venom and Swordsman and Mockingbird and all that. I loved all that shit. That was great. There was a while where I just didn't read Warren Ellis Comics because his Astonishing X-Men just made me so mad. Remember I, Ghost Boxes?
3: Yeah. I Yeah.
4: <laughs> but like there's the I just didn't read Ellis comics because that upset me so much. Yeah, because it geez. was a, at the time that was a. But you read Grant Morrison comics. comics, you crazy fucker! <laughs> like, but nothing Grant Morrison's ever written has upset me as much as Ghost Boxes <laughs> because Ghost Boxes <laughs> upset me from a cons- on a consumer level because that was a three ninety nine comic when most comics were still two ninety nine, and it was only about. 10 pages of comics, and the rest was the script to the comic I had just read. Yeah, that was horseshit. Yeah, that made me so mad that I just stayed away from Warren Ellis Comics for I... It was a couple of years before I tried reading something he wrote again. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, I will concede that point to you. Like, that was just such horseshit. I was so mad. Fair <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> We got anything
3: else, gentlemen? No. That's it, yo. Could be good times. Could be good times. All right. uh, That's the show, man. Glad you guys had a good trip. Everything came back safe and sound. No broken bones.
1: Get that knee checked out, Jose.
5: Yeah. No shit, man.
1: Yeah, with all that insurance we got.
3: Yeah, you know. (laughs) That Obamacare going, right? Put some fucking ice on it already. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Christ. All right. So yeah, um, come back. We will be back next week at uh ten PM Eastern, nine PM Central. What episode um,
1: was this? Three twelve? This is three twelve. So three twelve, three thirteen, three fourteen, mid November, episode three sixteen. Oh hell 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we want did we talked about it
3: briefly a few weeks ago? Uh did we want to do Masters of the Universe next week?
1: Yeah, we should do we should do a Masters of the Universe coming up soon here. Yeah.
3: Yeah, solid, solid plan, man. We'll do. Uh, do you want to shoot for next
1: week or sure, sure, fuck could? it. Why don't, not? Don't Two weeks any off, a regular show and then Master of the Universe. Fuck it. Don't anybody release any news next week. Nobody yeah. harass nobody. <laughs> yeah, we
3: want you to name names, but just wait until like next Wednesday. Yeah, then you can name them.
4: Or if you want to come watch Master of the Universe with us and name some names during the movie. Yes. That's cool, too. Yeah, yeah, it's like, got some slow parts. You can name yeah. names
1: like Gwildor, Skeletor, yeah. babs <laughs> Mantar, <laughs> Man-at-arms, Steven, Steven <laughs>
3: Every time I see Ming Doyle's name show up on Twitter,
1: I think no one is named that. <laughs> Yeah, like, he's the he's the dude on Comic Book Men, right? Like, I believe there are people <laughs> named Ming, there are people <laughs> named Doyle, but no one
3: is named Ming Doyle. Get the fuck out of here. Like, That is a fake name. <laughs> so yeah, come back. We'll watch uh, Masters of the Universe next week. You can all but guarantee we'll have Kristen uh, Chris and Foxy and Allen in the chat because the girl loves this Masters of the Universe. Well, I
1: mean, when's the last time she was in the chat? So I wouldn't guarantee <laughs> shit.
3: We haven't watched Masters of the Universe in a while, so maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, good time. We'll watch Master of the Universe next week. Uh come uh, It's on Netflix. You know, maybe the easiest access we've ever had to a movie
1: we watched. So it's, it's on Netflix. <laughs> so yeah, and you know now. what we love on the popcast? Easy access. Easy access. Yeah. Giggity goo. All
3: right, yeah. Email us popcast at panelsonpages.com. Leave us a voicemail, 616 uh one pop, and we'll do this shit again next week. Uh, for Jason Nyes, Jose Guzman, and Kelly Harris, I am the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez. We'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, good night. We love you. Goodbye.
2: Ten flips now. <laughs> Go, kids. Hey. my space, and I can't go out of daylight cause we leaving no trace, So oh man, I fill my face with pizza brain, with comics, video game Bravo! I loved it. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! 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 Boo!
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?